Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fest on Raw Dog Serious XM Comedy Hits Channel 99 It's the Ron and Fez Show. Spring will be here in less than an hour. And you've got only 15 minutes left to get into our March Madness Contest. 15 minutes left. Go to theinterobang.com, get signed up, get your brackets locked in immediately. I just made a major change to mine. So I thought just, you were following Nate Silver. Well, I, I'm doing Nate Silver's Final Four. Did you see Nate has fucked something up really bad and everyone's mad at him? No. I think it was climate change. He had, he had done something on climate change, like, I don't know, when Florida's going to disappear or whatever. And I guess he put in a lot of shitty information. Nah. <laughs> he shouldn't be trying to do everything. I can't wait for when we go to this goddamn Nets game because Fez is have to pay up. Oh, of course, Fez is going to have to pay up. That goes without saying. If your feet hit the floor, I might fucking throw in uh, a fucking thousand because I don't see it happening. <laughs> I don't see you sitting there. I don't see the whole team sitting there on the fucking bench, like Fez said. My bet is uh, I feel so good about my bracket picks is that if you I just don't change them. Well, there was one little tweak just out of out of all those games. Make sure you run over and play our March Madness. You've only got uh, eleven more minutes to do it. Eleven, 11 more minutes. Eleven more minutes. So Ohio State Dayton that kicks it all off. Uh, Fez, what was your tweak? Um, I went ahead. I had Ohio State over Kansas later in the tournament. I changed that to Kansas beating Ohio State. Well, you made it sound dull, and that's the exciting thing. So you've got about 12 more minutes to get in on the bracket challenge. Very exciting. Um, Chris, you don't know basketball, and yet you you put in a bracket every year. Oh, of course I do. I don't know shit. I picked Wichita State. Now, I'm going to ask you this. Do you watch the games? I watch the games, but... Or do you watch the highlights? I want you to be totally honest. Here. I'm watching games, all right? I'm not fucking around. I'm watching games. But yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know who's... Looks good or whatever. Open so I haven't watched a game, one game of college basketball since, uh, since the season started. Am I? Am, have we seen a lot um, less of people trying to do the March Madness of snack foods? Remember website <laughs> oh. there for a while. Yeah, or cartoon the, March Madness. This they had a curse word March Madness. They had brackets of all the great curse words and who would win. Um, I've got a very sad spy report. Spy report. For those of us who love life, spy report, and love freedom, spy report, and I would even go so far to say love Jesus, spy report. We've lost a beloved American figure today, um, Fred Phelps, head of the Westboro Chapter, no. uh, a Baptist church, a spiritual leader, 
to so many people with signs, passed away today, um, was gently taken off to heaven by his Lord. So Fred Phelps, dead. Dead as disco. Spy report. Spy report. Fred, Godspeed, my friend. Um, You lived. You loved. And now you're dead. Pour one out. Rest in piss. It wasn't supposed to happen. His last words? Yeah. I'm out of here. Shout out to Nick Kroll. <laughs> That's weird. That's weird. The last words are strange. Check. I might have the wrong paper. But check on that. Didn't know he was a fan of Kroll's show. You know, it's shocking when something like that happens together. Get a hold of the comedy department. Get a hold of the army. We're going live tonight. When he clips. Tribute to Fred Phelps. Now, by the way, not even a lot of people know this. Fred Phelps spelled Fred with a PH. Really? Yeah. I didn't know he was like a fish fan. No, he's a hip-hop fan. He meant it like fat. Oh. Not like fish. No one is a fish fan. I, I love fish. You know that I'm not talking about the delightful seafood snack. <laughs> you know, I like the I like the seafood snack and I like the band fish. <laughs> Do you ever go there and order a fish sandwich and hold it up to the band? Fish taco. Nice. It's very you popular. Yell, I'm, I'm eating you. <laughs> <laughs> You're delicious, Trey. Fred Phelps, gone. Uh, we are looking over. I'm monitoring this right now. The Westboro Baptist Church and. When the white smoke appears, we will see who the new head of the Westboro Baptist Church. But this one comes as a shock to all of us. He looks so healthy. He seems so strong. Um, incredibly sweet man. Uh, Woody, you're on the Run of Fez show. Woody? Hey, hey. Hey, buddy. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey. I, I kind of, it's like a first time listener type deal, man. I was flipping through listening. I just got this serious and, uh, and I heard Violin J on that motherfucker, yo. And I was like, oh, word? I didn't know, I didn't know you guys were listening to ICP on there. And then I realized it was edited. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, what do you guys do, man? I don't know much about March Madness. And, uh, here's what you got to do. What are you, your brand new listener? Just listen for a while before you dial in. You know what I mean? Like, don't. <laughs> You know, just uh, <laughs> let yourself gather some information, and as time goes on, then feel like a caller. Well, well, see, well, see, the thing was, I wanted to introduce myself to you as a listener. Okay. I was introduced to you as the host. All right, so ring I, the bell. We've got a brand new listener. The, ring the bell. But then we should have like a new listener bell. All right, we will talk to you later on, Woody, and, and welcome aboard. Um, John. South Carolina, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, two things. Uh, need you to uh, go to the Ukraine and uh, calm things down over there. Have a talk Done. with Putin. And uh, can you can you find the plane, please? Well, we thought we had it found last night. And Fez, I was up until early in the morning, uh, following along with all the networks. Um, they all brought in, you know, Fox News had Shepard Smith in there. Oh, wow. CNN had Anderson Cooper. MSNBC had Betty, and I can't, I can't remember her last name. Uh, very, very attractive woman. But they had all their big guns going at it, and they were locked up last night that we found the plane. The plane was found 
They explained what happened and made a lot of sense to me. I went to sleep, woke up this morning, and now they don't think it is the plane. They no. thought it was, um, they said some dolphins. <laughs> and, um, which is weird, right? How do you screw that up? A dolphin's not I, a plane. I guess they just, you're using sonar and they put the ping out there. And it came back, but it was a pod, I believe, a pod of dolphins. But so, here's what they, here's why they picked out that spot. So you're flying in the plane, right? Smoke fills the cockpit. You immediately bank left. You have to bank left every time, so you're no longer in that kind of air highway. You don't want to get hit by another plane as you're going through this. So they bank left. They do it properly. At that point, so much smoke has come in. Everybody in the plane has passed out, and the plane is just flying along by itself, going higher and higher, up to where those people would have been gone, probably, the lack of oxygen, and it just ran out of uh, fuel, dropped down, boom. That's the theory we're following. Now, I worked on it all last night. I put together two algorithms. Okay. Um. by this morning, I figured out that I was wrong. I don't know what an algorithm is. Sorry. And the ones that I had, yeah, um, you know, just weren't working. So you just threw out the word algorithm? I thought an algorithm was the number 42. <laughs> and um, like the sticker that I had was not. So we have not found the plane. Back to but square one. We will get on this again later today. Uh, But again, this is pushed off the front page because we've lost a lovely man, a spiritual leader in this country, Fred Phelps, the man who invented, single-handedly invented, God hates fags. I thought it was... Now that's almost like a meme, like we all know it, you know? I thought that was Shirley. He was he he was OG God hates fans. Well, he ran the whole church. Yeah, all right. You know, so he is the dad, um, the, obviously the molester, everything. He's involved in that uh, family. Shirley just did the parody songs. She was mainly the uh, virtuoso of that. All right, I made a mistake when I said his last words. I mistakenly said Fred uh, uh, Phelps' last words were. I'm out, and then shout out to Nick Kroll. His last words, and I'm going to read these now, and I'm a little kind of broken up here. Too much tuna. <laughs> Why does that make you laugh? Seriously. You didn't see that coming a mile away? Still. <laughs> I mean, a mile away. <laughs> Too much tuna. So we will miss you, Fred Phelps. Uh, obviously, uh, our... Thoughts and prayers are with the Phelps family. Uh, Snowy in Michigan. You're on the Run and Fez show. Seems more like God hates Fred Phelps, doesn't it? Well, either that or just decided to take him to his right hand. You see, kids, there's a throne in heaven. Oh. Um, God sits on that throne. And then there's smaller chairs, smaller thrones, really. Uh, And when you get down further... There's an ottoman, and it looks like a, a milk crate. It sucks. And you get to sit next to him for eternity. And today, Fred Phelps is there. Is he on a milk crate or more of like an ottoman? 
I think right now he's probably sitting on God's lap. Holy shit. Until he gets, you know, acclimated. Because when you get to heaven, it's a little confusing at first. You know? You gotta settle in. And then God the altitude ha- alone. Then God himself fucking takes the time out to go with everyone. You mind not blasphemy with the f bomb in the middle of that talk? I thought you watched Cosmos, my friend. I do. There's a multiverse. A multiverse. And and all the molecules, since it's an infinite multiverse, things will happen to infinity. Even though if one molecule changes, everything in that life could change. Like, there's probably another universe where Superman wears a cow. You know? I can't imagine that. And he comes from a yellow sun where he's really strong to a red sun where he's really weak. And he lands on that planet and everyone beats him up forever. (laughs) Sounds like a bitch. That's why he's wearing the cow. It's a multiverse. Fred Phelps is gone. All right, coming up at exactly 12.58, it will be spring. Chris, you know our yearly song that we play, Here Comes the Sun. We all jump up and up, but you don't play it now. You play it at exactly 12.58. And then we will line up the eggs that will stand upright. This is exciting. Where are the eggs right now? They're right there in the bin. Instead of having them in the bin, get them out over here, and we'll just practice for a second and see that you can't stand them up. How many eggs did we get? A dozen. Just Why that. would we get a dozen? It just, one. It felt like it felt like the right number. It's stupid to do that. So just the way this is, but this has to happen exactly twelve fifty eight. Now, these are very odd shaped eggs, as you can see. <laughs> I don't know where you got the, but we got from the bodega. Yeah, this cannot happen. You should have gotten six. Um, they will not stand up. Supposedly at twelve fifty eight, they will. Now the problem that we have is I don't know whether this works with us being on the 36th floor. I feel like it should. I mean, we're still on the planet Earth, so we're a little high. Um, Kellum, in Atlanta, you're on the Run of Fish show. Hey, Ronnie B., how you doing? Good, man. Hey, I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted to say that I'm really shocked by this. I mean, the guy was so young, seemed like he was so healthy, he just won all those Olympic medals. Well, you're thinking of the swimmer, uh, Phelps. Yeah, yeah, that's him, right? Fred Phelps, right? This is his, I believe, grandfather, Fred Phelps, spiritual leader of the Westboro Baptist Church and inventor of God Hates the Troops, uh, God Hates the 9-11 Victims. But more importantly, God hates fags. That's the one that really put him on the map. He's the Madison Avenue of hate speech. Well, God bless him. At least he died knowing his grandson was an Olympic gold medalist. The the problem always is there's so little time to hate. You know what I mean? You just wish that you had more years to hate. And that's why I tell you people, get your hate in now. Because when you're dead, you can't you don't have the chance to hate anybody. Nick, you're on the run of fest show. Hey, Ryan, what's up, man? Yeah. Uh, I got a good idea for a vine. Starts off at Shelby wanting to learn Chinese. So you eat the fuckload of Chinese food, learns it from the fortune cookies. At the very end, you pan to Chris because he gets real fat. Jared, Virginia, you're on the Ron Fest show. 
waste of time. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I have a connection, and I think you guys made a little whoopsie with the last words of Fred Phelps. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, it, it was reported to me that he, he looked up at his family, and his last words were, aren't stairs just a ramp and a ladder put together? Thank you, Jared. Uh, Fred Phelps, spiritual leader, the Westboro Baptist Church, gone. Obviously not forgotten. His words and wisdom will, will live on forever. He's a human being that made his mark, you know? He has yeah. a legacy. That's right. Like the Phelps name will never be forgotten. I like to put on the, his tombstone, he loved life and hated people. Fred Phelps. And then I would like to put... Two, but the number two. Yeah. Two cute. Two again. The number. Yeah. B. Forgotten. <laughs> number four. Yeah, because <laughs> for some reason, like in elementary school, <laughs> girls would sign that on your notebook the last day. I was like, this is pretty fucking awesome. All right. Fucking, I said, I said, like, you don't know this because we're all in second grade. We're fucking inventing print speech right now. This shit will go down. It's like a little purple prince. It's like a text. Yeah, it is. It's pretext, really. Yeah. I'm going to miss Fred Phelps. Do you think the family will go on hating without him? Keep the legacy alive? They have to. I mean, that's what he would have wanted, you know? Sure. I mean, there's a dead soldier somewhere that needs to be attacked. Mm. By that, do you mean a beer can that you just finished? (laughs) (laughs) Like when you always yell another dead soldier and then throw it at the TV. Love it. It's really cool. I, I know. It's <laughs> fucking witty and clever. The interesting thing about you is you're witty and slurry at the same time. It's nice, right? It's, well, it's unique. I don't know. No. I mean, I see a lot of fucking homeless drunk bums out there. <laughs> Not homeless. I have a home. Yeah. By luck. Yeah, pretty much. Just that that's the Stanley fucking name. It's worth a hell of a lot these days. Oh yeah. One day they're gonna come at you with a big check to get you out of that building. I'm gonna say, fuck you, come back with a bigger one. I saw another one that they offered somebody six million dollars to get out of a fucking building because they're they're putting up a billion dollar fucking tower. So wow. as these towers get up, but here will be the bad thing for you. You know, then you'll take that money and the only way that it'll have value is if you leave New York. Something that you can't imagine. Oh no, yeah, I can't. I couldn't imagine paying like actual rent in New York City. Yeah, but I'm saying you would be able that money that you take, right? Yeah, would just head into another building, unless you leave New York, and then you'll have a lot of cash. But you'll have to check out. That's weird. Maybe before, I'll just never sell. Before, yeah, I I know those old people too. <laughs> they get offered a lot of money, and they're like, "I've been here since." 1917, and I'm not leaving. Well, you move the eggs, still. So it's not so crazy. Uh, Margaret Cho stopping in here in just a couple moments. Um, she's uh, on Drop Dead Diva. It's their final season. Uh, premieres this Sunday, 9 o'clock. I remember when we did the Unmasked, I think it was starting. Yeah. Drop Dead Diva. Uh, she's performing in Los Angeles April 12th at the Bovard Auditorium, and her Twitter is at Margaret Cho. At Margaret Cho. She's stopping in. Um, John, Staten Island, you're on the Manifest Show. 
Hey, buddies. Uh, Ronnie, how long do you think would be a respectful amount of time for us to wait before we give Shirley a call? Well, I'm going to stop over there later with a crock pot full of chili. You know what I mean? It's here. Um, just plug it in. It's fine. If no one wants to eat it, good. Don't even clean that out. I'll be back over and I'll pick it up. I'll clean it out and go. But it's here. You know what I mean? Like a lot of time you forget to eat. Yeah. She, she has to take care of herself, too. You know, she has a whole family yes, to take care of. That's now. right. Life is for the living, you know? Uh, Margaret Cho, Drop Dead Diva. Final season premieres this Sunday, 9 o'clock on Lifetime. Let's bring in uh, Margaret Cho. Margaret Cho is in studio with us. Hello. Hello. Good to see you again. Great to see you. Um, on a rough day for all of us, uh, Michael, uh, I mean, uh, what's his name? Fred, Fred Phelps. Phelps. Fred Phelps passed away today. Oh so it's a, Oh, my God. Yeah. So you're the, you were the first person to tell me. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I think... Um, it's not it, an easy job. It's right. really... Well, I mean, it's really... Uh, I, I think it's amazing that he lived for so long with all mm. that hatred. It's hard to live with all that kind of... Hatred and anger and rage and you know it's bad. Do we even know what age he he lived to be, Fez? I don't know. We'll check on that. We'll see how old Fred Phelps was from the Westboro but, Baptist Church. See, I have a theory though. Like a guy like Fred Phelps has probably done more for acceptance, right? Than people who actually go out and work very hard. Absolutely, because you're able to look over and go, "Oh, I don't want to be on that team." Yes, you know? exactly. That's so right. You know, you don't want to be with them. They're, they were just they're, they were good. Again, example of what not to be like right yes and they were actually really much more important than the of the anti-protests mm-hmm. where there were more people who would show up i remember when they came in times square there mm-hmm. was like four of them and a thousand people and i'm like yeah. well this is how you organize right right i mean it's it's so weird um i i was uh i i know that the church of satan were doing um these rituals called a pink mass yeah where they were trying to uh, make him gay in the afternoon <laughs> <laughs> so I, I hope they succeed with that. Yeah. He was 84. Uh, That's quite old. 84 yeah. years to bring in joy. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it was a long life. Yes, true. Never said what happened to the wife, though, huh? I know he's got all mm-hmm. the kids and grandkids. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if they'll carry on. I think tradition. that they are pretty active. I had, a, I was under the impression that he was actually Fred Phelps was actually excommunicated from the family for some reason. No, I don't think so. No. I just don't think he got around much. But yes. he was like the the spiritual head of the family. Right now, Fez, did you ever go out to any of those protests? I no, I never went to any of those. I just it seemed like such a waste of time. It's not like you can protest someone who's protesting that. Yeah, and cha- and have any put a dent in it at any. Any point. Yes. Yeah, yes. But it's always fun. You know what I mean? I like mm. when people are in the street. It doesn't matter whatever reason. If people are in the street in New York, I always stop and chant with them for a moment. Yeah. And then I'm on my way. <sighs> I just like to see people in the street chanting stuff. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's great. Yeah, passion. It's so much better than being on the internet. Mm. I always thought it was interesting, though, that their posters, the God hates, I don't like to use the other word, 
uh, the other F word. But um, we're Fuck. basically... No, okay. thanks. <laughs> we're uh, basically rainbow background. Yes, yes. They were actually almost like... They, they were almost pro-gay. Yeah. yeah, in their own way. In their own yeah. way, they really actually um, promoted. It's true, it. and then they also did parody songs to show tunes. <laughs> right, so it's a very, very, you know, yeah. It was very the queer. gayest anti-gay group ever. Really, truly. <laughs> uh, the first time I saw them, that they were against the school that opened up, the little mm. Harvey Milk oh, school. Harvey and I'm like, no one is going to be, yeah, anti-kids. I know, but that's the helpful thing that makes people go. Oh, right. I don't want to be caught up in this. Right. It was interesting how they could tie everything into homosexuality. If mm-hmm. a soldier got killed by an IED in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Well, they also hated yeah. soldiers. They hated yeah. everyone. Yes. But it was even because my favorite is I think they said uh, they have one that just said God hates England. And I was like, that's like, <laughs> wow. like, now I agree. And that's amazing. Now I agree. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They just wanted to. They were shock jocks in a way. You know what I mean? If they got your attention, they wanted it. Exactly. It was almost like the little boy in school that ran up to the pretty girl and punched her in the back. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, I just don't know what to do to get you to look at me. They're dipping your braids in ink. Yeah. It's so that. Um, So, I can't believe this is the last season of drop dead divas yes and it is the, the strangest show it's got this crazy premise mm-hmm. but then it runs like la law yes. the rest of the time yes it's a it's a procedural which is i guess what's what it's called is those kinds of shows um sort of like csi uh-huh. but it, it is also kind of a fantastical romantic story and right. spiritual and reincarnation and all sorts of stuff so it's fun what is your do you have a spiritual belief i am really about everything i mm. like uh you know what religion i think is really interesting is greek orthodox religion it's a lot of icon yeah icon they have very stuff. flashy churches yeah and they have the best outfits the best embroidery yeah and so i think it's really beautiful i i, I don't have any i grew up methodist so my family's very protestant yeah but um my my family also believes in a lot of shintoism a lot of buddhism a lot of old korean buddhism and tibetan buddhism so it's everything so it's a little piece of whatever a little bit you of get. everything yes i'm telling you for me when i watched that cosmos the other night with the multiverse, by the time mm-hmm. you get that the universe mm-hmm. is so big that they find out that you're just like in little bubbles with other universes. Mm. I'm like, why isn't that mystery enough for anyone? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's powerful. It's just insane when you start to think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything is so big, mm-hmm. and yet, and then everything is so small. Right. That's not, that we've thrown you off now. And that it got too over. big for it's my a- head, <laughs> for my pea brain. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so this Sunday night, nine o'clock on Lifetime, uh, the last season of Drop Dead Diva. Is it nice to know you have a last season? You can wrap it up the way that you want to. I think so. I mean, I feel like there, there is, it, it's hard to say though, because we've been canceled before and it came back because the fans really wanted it. So we got canceled two years ago and then there was a huge fan campaign and we, we ended up being resurrected. So it's a, it's, you could never tell, but I'm actually going to be going on to work on, uh, team Tina Fey's new show called Cabot College. What, what's that about? It's wonderful. It's written by Matt Hubbard, who's a wonderful writer from 30 Rock, and it's about a women's college that's turning co-ed. Mm-hmm. So it's just about the sort of fight against boys and feminists and everything. It's really it's really funny. You've done stuff with Tina before, right? Yes. So I, I really love working with her, and I, I really idolize her, and so it's really great. She hasn't made a lot of mistakes. It seems like genius. everything that she does 
is always right in the pocket. Yeah, she's and, brilliant. But this is what bugs me. She never looks like she sweats with it. I don't know whether whether she mm-hmm. does or not, but it just, she makes everything look so smooth. She's cool. Yeah. She's really, really cool. She's a rock star, and I, I, I really, I, I have such great luck with these guys, so I'm, I'm really happy about it. So that's what I'll be doing. Um, and Drop to Diva, we still have uh, a few sort of, a few episodes of shoot, but then we're almost done with our season two, so it's great. So it's nice to be uh, ending one thing, going on to the next project. Yeah, it's really beautiful. I'm really proud of it. And you're still doing the stand-up. You're going to yes. be uh, April 12th at the Bovard Auditorium at 8 o'clock. Um, how, what, what are you doing with material these days? What are the subjects? I, I think it's kind of a lot of different stuff. I, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of music. I'm doing um, the, the, the kind of idea, idea of bisexuality. That's what mm-hmm. my latest show is really about. People can't really understand it and i'm trying to explain it because i think even for gay people it's harder to understand well gay men in particular no right. gay women do right. gay women get mad as well yeah too. They, they they can't really understand it's almost like if you say you're bisexual you're copping out right you know you're it's almost like you're not admitting everything and then they also feel like if you say you're base bisexual you're kind of tourist you know what yes, I mean? yes like you're just trying to oh i'm gonna hang out here but i'm really going to return right now fez i think is the most extreme of any kind of sexuality mm-hmm. because still hasn't had sex no but a couple years ago came out as gay mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. that's so he, great he that's waited great. All this time, but now what's holding you back, Fess? Now it's like it's been so long and I haven't done anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like coming out was like the biggest deal, and yeah. now actually doing something with it. Seems mm-hmm. even more freaky. Yeah. Well, I think it's like you, you, you put so much, um, kind of emphasis on it, the, the importance of it, that it becomes, it becomes very huge. It's like the universe. It's like too many things, you know? It's hard. It's a lot to think about. And then, of course, there's people that say I'm asexual because yes. I've never had any sex. What do you think? I just, I think I have so many gay dreams, gay thoughts, fantasies mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I don't feel asexual, right. even though I'm not having sex. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think you can definitely be a sexual person without practicing in the physicality of it. It's in your heart and your soul. It's not necessarily in the body all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's right. Okay. See, here's why I think Fez's life story would make a great movie because uh, I met him years ago and he was straight guy who Mm -hmm. hadn't had sex, then came up with a gay character, played that character on the air, right? Mm -hmm. Like, hi, everybody, you know, like the old (laughs) stereotype character. Then decided he was gay in his mind, didn't uh, tell us, and went like this. Hey, uh, glad to be here. Just stop doing the character. Yeah. And we're like, Fez, you're not getting, you know, you're not, I don't know, I don't find those jokes funny. And then, like, years went by, and then he said, you know, I think I'm I'm gay. Wow. And we all went, yeah, yeah. we told you that two decades ago. It was bizarre. As soon as I thought I was gay for real, uh-huh. I didn't, you know, I quit being gay on the air. Oh, okay. Okay, I understand. That's great, though. It's great. It's like you know, you're like you're like so a, good. you're like a Virginia Woolf story. You're like Orlando. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> yes, says you can go to that. Mm-hmm. Say I don't read either. So it's okay. You don't read. <laughs> he doesn't feel okay though. That's his. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But maybe you know when you have se- sex, that'll maybe you'll discover something else. 
you know, when you do it, that it, in the physical action of doing it, you know, because I think for me, the physical action of doing it really changed my idea about what I was. So uh-huh. it's 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 different in practice too. So when you when you do it, it'll it'll feel different than when you think about it. Well, I, I had uh, to me a very erotic dream just a couple nights ago, mm-hmm. where and then I woke up and I thought, well, that was a great dream, but the only thing that happened in it was some kissing. Yeah. But I woke up thinking, whoa, what a dream. That was wild. That's beautiful. Mm. Then it's very special. And you, so you don't feel like kissing is enough? No, well, no, it was like kissing felt like such a big deal in this dream. Right. I mean, clothes didn't even come off. I had an erotic dream fully clothed. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's good. Because then it's really special. Then it's really powerful. You know, connection, intimacy is very powerful for you. And that's You know great. who it was with? Oh, yeah, it was someone here at the office. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. Is it Wiki? No, it was not Wiki. I thought for sure it was. No, but it was someone down that hallway. Oh, nice. Somebody in the ONA staff? No, no, not on the ONA staff. Someone who's been on this show before handsome who stopped Johnny. by. Yeah, it was Handsome Johnny <laughs> Tube Stakes. Yeah, Everybody nice. knows Handsome Johnny Tube Stakes. Everyone has one yeah. of those dreams in their <laughs> lifetime. He's I, handsome. I think you could get him. That's the thing that I'm telling you. <laughs> he's a heartbreaker, though. Yeah. Well, sure. Mm. I mean, you can't. See, that's the other thing. He's afraid of heartbreak. What is scary? Mm. It is scary. Yeah. I mean, that's, the, that's one of the most difficult things in life is that your heart is on the line. Nervous about rejection, intimacy, oh, yeah. all of, of it. Of course. It's hard. It's terrible. It's really hard. I'd say you got to leap into it, though. You don't want to be Fred Phelps. No. Just got to try it. Just got to try it, you know? It's, it's really, I understand, it's, you put yourself at risk. It's a scary thing. But then you can it's terrifying. Fully, you got to fully live. But the ch- here's the thing. The chances of you getting handsome, Johnny, you got to lower down. Lower the bar. Oh yeah, yeah. I see Lower what you're that saying. Lower the bar down. Get over some of those. You know what I mean? A couple mm-hmm. tries. Just mm-hmm. spring training. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Go after the homely dude for a while. See how that is. Where you can't get your heart broken. A couple of jobber <laughs> matches. Yeah. Some setups. <laughs> yeah. Grab a hunchback right off the bat. You know what I mean? Just don't go like, oh, handsome Johnny. Right. Who, who, because again, I will end up, you know, well, rejected and feeling bad. Thing that he's always done. His silent uh, crushes are always on straight boys. Oh, yeah. It's always yeah. been like that. I, I think there was five throughout my life that I, when yeah. I realized I was gay, I went back and just kind of went over everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was like five big crushes in my life. All of them straight guys. But that's another yeah. symptom of you not wanting to put your heart at risk. You know, because you, you, you look to the unattainable, then you will never attain it because you don't have to be at risk if you go for somebody that's straight. So in your heart, it's really just protection. Another way of protecting. So maybe let go and try it. You know, see. That sounds easy when you say it, Margaret Cho. It's not easy. I understand that completely. It's totally not easy. It's hard to share your body with somebody. It's hard to share your heart, even harder to share your heart. But, um, it, you know, you're going through these things because you're protecting yourself. And, um, you know, it's rough. But try. <laughs> Fez's eyes are all filled up right now. Yeah. Oh, sweet. I, sweet. Thank you. You're very, you're very, very nice. I know. But I think you should, you should experience love. You deserve it. You're a lovely, lovely, beautiful man. And you should, you should, you should do that to make somebody else happy too. Think of it as you're doing them a favor. It's beautiful. I never even thought of it that way. Yeah. Mm. You're offering your love to somebody and sure. that's, it's good for them. There's a hunchback out there for everybody, Fez. If you just, <laughs> <laughs> or a leprosy person, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. 
Even with Handsome Johnny in the erotic dream, I was forcing myself. Okay. I was pushing the issue. Okay. <laughs> well, then just actually do that to him. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. Is this real life? <laughs> um, well, you walked into a weird one today with poor Fez, huh? No, but it's you good. like that. I People do. come to you with stuff like that. Yes, and I'm, I love it. You, you are so open yes. with your show. And I'm honor, I'm honored to to talk about it. I think it's a really beautiful thing and I'm excited about you going out there and exploring and finding this. You know, it's a beautiful thing to be a fully grown adult and have that ability to go and do the stuff that kids do. You know? You you're doing it as a, as a man and that's Powerful and great. You're playing Freaky Friday with yourself. <laughs> yes. You're, you're, <laughs> totally. You're, an eight-year-old boy has jumped into your body. Yeah. yeah well, with you. When you say that and you mention the kids, <laughs> I worry that maybe this coming out was a little bit late. <laughs> but it's great. No, it's never too late. You may not notice, but I went prematurely gray. <laughs> no. Right what? on time. Huh? Really? Right on time. <laughs> right on time. He went gray. Uh, Drop Dead Divas final season premieres this Sunday 9 o'clock on Lifetime and you can also see uh, Margaret performing in Los Angeles at the Boulevard Auditorium April 12th 8 o'clock at Margaret Cho on Twitter and the brand new series Cabot College it'll be on Fox this fall fall. wow it's amazing it's great thank you so much for dropping by thank you thank you and good luck to you Thank you, Margaret. We'll be right back, Serana Fess. Ron Fess on Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Serious XM. Comedy. It's Channel 99. We're the Ron and Fez Show. Bringing fantasies to life. Give us the Randy Orton background. What was happening in your fantasy? It's one of those things of uh, Randy's done with his match and follow him into the locker room. It's just, <laughs> I, I see him in the shower and it goes from there. Almost like I'm working there as a trainer and I'm like soaping him up, what rubbing trainer? out some muscles. Wait, and then what happens? So you stretch him out and what goes on, Fez? And then um, I get the soap and I start soaping him down and I'm washing the upper body and I work my way down and then well then I end up blowing him <laughs> yeah oh I've already I've already undressed if I'm in the shower with him I forgot that part and then yeah he's doing me from behind in the shower the Ron and Fez show weekdays starting at noon eastern Rod Dog Sirius XM comedy hits 99 Ron and Fez on Raw Dog Raw Dog Sirius XM comedy hits channel 99 It's around Fed show. Chris, where was that ring coming from? There's a there's like a phone screener thing out there, and it was, the, the phone was just ringing. I don't know. I've never heard that before. No, it was very weird. I thought it was in this room. <laughs> it's usually on silent. Um, even Margaret Cho couldn't help us. And she's in the world, you know. Yeah, she helps all all those folks. Maybe if we can get Handsome Johnny to bust his nut. 
I don't think Fed should be talking about rape fantasies to the guests. That's yeah, true. That was not that, a rape fantasy. That's my call. Okay? You said you forced. Fez, I no, said I forced the issue. It's it a, was reciprocal once I did. Does Randy Orton rape you in your fantasy, or is that just, you know? No, that's want- mutual. Oh. Who do we have as interns today? Norris and Vito. Uh, I want them to help us. We're all going to try to line up these eggs. Okay, that's in 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, we'll call them in in about 10. But uh, these are very oddly shaped eggs, by the way. It looks like you went to a cheap egg place instead of going to a nice uh, supermarket. It was a bodega. Fez, do you feel like you were being able, you were helped by Margaret? Well, I, you know, she brought up one thing I had never thought of. Hey, maybe the person that I do have sex with for the first time, maybe he'll enjoy it too. How many times did we tell you that? That a lot of guys like to bust old fucking virgins. Bust them wide open. Yeah. But you're always thinking of somebody that will give you a, a phone number for someone to hook up with. It never happens. No. Um, Andre, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, I was thinking, what about if you guys did like a 40-year-old virgin? You know, you take Fez out to a club, get a couple of drunk hood rats, let him get it out of the system, and then he can go for uh, Johnny. We've talked about that for a long time. And by the way, I couldn't watch the 40-year-old virgin for years. I wouldn't even attempt it because back then I was like weirded out by Fez's, you know, virgin thing then. So that just hit home. Well, it was embarrassing to me that the guy was like living like a child, but he was an adult, you know, and he was a nice person and everybody wanted to help him. It's all the ways I always felt about Fez. But then, you know, he used to collect, you know. He was he lived kind of childish, but he had money. Yeah. Oh, my God. What keeps going on with you, Chris? That was, that was my... I set an alarm to make sure to remind us for the Equinox egg bounce. I don't think these eggs are going to work for us. These are very shitty eggs. I was going to bring an egg from home, and then I'm like, what am I talking about? Just call those guys. And I'll already have them there, because I didn't want to pop in my fucking I'm, coat when I was in the taxi. By the way, 54 degrees today. Gorgeous. Spring, everybody. Spring is springing. I'm very confident in these eggs. Look at this one. This is a nice-looking egg right you, here. You got to look at the bottom of it, dude. That's the whole fucking thing. Oh, yeah. Because the bottom of it got enough base. And these do not have enough base. I no. mean, these would be tough to do no matter what. Almost got it. Some people were even able to do it this morning. Wow. So for people, you can try this at home at exactly 12.58 when we're in the spring equinox. You can balance an egg. And uh, we did it one year and kept it there for like six days. It sat on a table and then finally fell over. I guess as the earth shilted, um, tilted into another multiverse. I wonder if there's a multiverse where eggs are, oh, they can only, they only fall on the equinox. Did uh, Steve uh, Leeds was telling me that you got some kind of a problem with uh, booking with him? A certain Philadelphia rock star is showing up the same day as... Uh, uh, as another, another possible... Unmasked? Another possible unmasked, yeah. 
That's the one that you were telling me about this morning, Tim? No, a different one. A different one. Well, show me the different one, because I only know about one unmasked. Don't we know, have any more details in that town hall I'm doing to next week? Uh, no, I'm waiting to hear from Annabella. I I re- reached out to her to get me. You gotta make it big. I can't yeah, hear yeah. it. This this is very tentative. I've never heard of that one. It's, this I came hadn't up, heard of that one. This came up to me right before the show started. This came up to me, and then leads came in on the same date, which might be the same time. It's all getting worked out now. I think there's a lot of balls in the air. No kidding. I feel like I'm a fucking skeet shoot range right now. The Tracy yeah, and Mo- I'm the skeet. <laughs> no, I don't want to shoot you. No. The Tracy Morgan unmask was announced yesterday. Filling up so fast. Make sure you go to the interrobang.com if you want to be part of the studio audience for Tracy Morgan unmask coming up April 15th. That's a Tuesday, 9.30 in the morning on that one. Yeah. T- today will be the last day that we take any names. People are crazy about Tracy Morgan. They love him. They adore him. Um, Nick in Massachusetts. Yeah, I got a question for you. Um, with this egg thing, are you compensating for the fact that daylight savings time only happens in the U.S.? Uh, I'm not worried about anybody else's and around the world, okay? I know, but I'm, I'm always... saying if it's 1258 here, wouldn't it be, you know... Whatever the equinox hits your time zone, okay? That's Uh, the thing. We're doing it at 1258. You're hung up on numbers, man. Not us, all right? We live in the moment. It's no fun having a dick. We're friends with with Margaret Cho, and she wears sweater pants and runs a whole bisexual stand-up show. Sounds fun. Which, Chris, you should be doing. I should, I should try to get a little bisexual. Yeah, you were bisexual before anybody. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was always straight. What about that stuff you do with Dave? That, that's we don't do anything gay. I heard fucking suck over and over, and you guys were not on each other. I thought you were ball slapping too, no. slapping your balls together. <laughs> never. never I, I've <laughs> seen Dave's penis, but you know that's because he just like to take it out whenever. Um. All right. So I learn something new every day. <laughs> All right, I want, since we've got so many of these, entire staff working on making these stand up, mine is definitely not going to stand up. Yeah, let me, let me so take switch out some me out, Yeah, let me switch out and get an, another new one. Trying to make the eggs stand up here. And I don't know why I fucking didn't realize these guys would just go and get cheap eggs. These are good white eggs. I know, but look at the, they're misshapen, dude. So they're like bodega eggs. Really pissed, and I, I know you don't believe this, but being up in the air probably changes things. Let's go get an egg for yourself. I don't want you with your fucking nose pressed against the bakery store uh, window. Go in and get a fucking donut for yourself. We're getting very close now. Yeah, we are getting close. I'm seriously, I'm not a guy to complain about the weather, but I'm glad to have this winter behind us. I thought there was a. There's another cold wave coming next week. Mm-mm. Spring, oh, so no more God. cold waves. Thank Today God. is the first day of the rest of our springs. Jesus, what? He's just looking for what's the minimal amount I can do to put a bow in this. Hey, what's the opening game, Fuzz? It is Dayton against Ohio State. That tipped off at twelve fifteen. That's already. What is that? Forty five. Or twenty five twenty four? 
Yeah, 25-24. This uh, could be a major upset. Ohio State. I got Ohio State, baby. It's very weird. Remember when we were just talking a couple days ago and about like who has the best football and basketball combination? Yeah. And we were really going back between Florida, which was mine, and Fez's was what, Fez? Um, I think I said, do we say Texas? I don't know what you said. But anyway, somebody sent me a thing that another site just went and did the two best coaching combinations. I'm like, damn, I didn't even know this has ever come up before, and now it's everywhere. And then I went, zeitgeist, motherfucker. See? We fucking planned that seed. Yeah, into the zeitgeist. Yeah. I'd like to see us on Cosmos this week. Please, God. We're in the magazine Cosmos, you know? <laughs> Just like 10 things a girl can do to get the guy to look at you. 15 sex tips that'll make him blow his... All right, send uh, interns in. Immediate interns. Come and on. I want them to balance. If anyone can uh, pull this off, I think Vito can, because he walks in innocence. <laughs> you know, he's like an innocent animal. Here they come. What the hell is she wearing on her legs today? Like Star Wars boots. It's fucking Boba Fett, our intern. <laughs> Alright, you know what you gotta do, right kids? You gotta take these eggs and gently, gently. make them stand up. Do not... It should happen within a matter of a couple of minutes. Yeah. But the fact that we haven't pulled it off now really infuriates me. We're on the Just cusp. hold it nice. Something great. And then you let go of it. It should. That's it. Exactly. Follow Norris's uh, lead. She's doing it perfectly with her Boba Fett boots. <laughs> Did you see Margaret Cho's sweater pants? No, I didn't see her. There it is. I got mine, dudes. Oh, nice! Mine just stood. So if you stop fucking around, because we're just going down right now. Standing right up on its end. Look at that one start to roll by itself. See, we're hitting a spring equinox. Holy shit. We're hitting a spring equinox. That's not fair. Give me... You just got to keep working it. Look, Vito hit his. Nice Vito work, stood Vito. up. Yeah. Vito! I think I got a bad egg. No, put them all up. You know, let's keep lining them up, Vito. If we can get not too close to each other where they'll fall. Oh. oh. Pass me one over, Till. Mine, like, stood up for two seconds. Well, just stay with it. Because you... Fez, this is up! I got one up! Everybody, this is the spring miracle. This is so cool! Eggs are just being able to stand up on the bottom right now because it's the spring equinox. If you're anywhere near an egg, you've really only got like four or five minutes left into this. Chris Stanley can't do it. <laughs> it's an athletic achievement that Fez pulled off and Chris Stanley could not. Ooh. Almost had my second one. They feel like they're going to happen all the time now. God damn it. So three of our eggs have gone up and stayed up. Um, oh, I got two! Fez has got another one up. Good job, Fezzy. 
Oh, mine just fell down. Oh, man. That's Vito's fell down. Hurry up. Get the picture of Fez. Not fair. I haven't done mine yet. It is fair, honey. You stink at this. <laughs> All right, got Fez. <laughs> I Twitter blast that. I am not going near mine. Yeah. Twitter blast that as crazy old man is trying to keep up. <laughs> yeah, don't go near yours. And maybe yeah. an opiate will come in there tomorrow and those eggs will just be standing like that. This is so cool. Happy spring, everybody. Oh, there they go. That's all right. You got the picture out. Relax. Sell it for, you know, don't sell it that way. Sell it from the air. Put it over. We still have at least three minutes left that we should be able to pull this off. Okay, I'm focused now. Um, getting our eggs to stand up, which can't be done any other time of year, I think, but this. I don't even know if the fall equinox uh, works. This is the most fun since Manhattan um, Henge. Um, Shelby, I'm going to send you something from Michelle with one L. Um, it looks like she's put together something for the show. So you're going to listen to it over there. Shelby, you got an egg that you're trying to make stand up? Yeah, I can't get mine in here. I got it! <laughs> Yay! Oh! <laughs> get it up again. That's what she said. <laughs> see what I'm gonna see what I did with that? Dick. Yeah, dick. Bezzy's got oh, you just got the one up. Just one still up. So everyone's been able to get one up except for Chris Stanley, <laughs> the fuck tard. Damn again. Nice Vito. Vito got another one up. If you can't do this, you know you're a fucktard too, folks. I mean, it's it's kind of hard. Maybe these eggs I have aren't are no good, you know? Oh, Vito's shit. got another one up. Uh. We should be right at peak right now. Right at the exact peak. By the way, until I stood mine up, were you guys completely believing me or thinking I was working it? I thought it was work. I didn't think this was actually going to happen. Did it? Uh, did it go out on Twitter? It just it just sent out. It's, it's it's being blasted out momentarily. All right. I got it. Okay, you got yours up. Yes. I'm scared. I don't want to fall. That's perfect. Good job, everybody. Well, I, I didn't get one up yet. Um, I got to unscreen this, still. Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, does this spring equinox have anything to do with the girls' nipples and uh, the daytime girls at strip clubs? Yes. Yes, you will notice that they're tilted slightly to the northeast. Oh, my God. You yeah. made my day. You're on top of it. Hey, hey, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, right. Yeah. Uh, is Fez on the air today? Yes, he is. I'm here balancing is, eggs. Is, is Shelby on the air today? Yeah, Shelby's over in the other room running the board. Are they really two separate people? In some ways, spiritually they're connected, but physically Fez doesn't think he can connect. Well, I know that's, I know that's the story that Fezzy's putting out on the street. If, Fe, if Fez made a new character called Shelby 
Then he'd be a genius. Shelby, did you check that uh, song or whatever it is? Yeah, I'm loaded up right now. Did you listen to it? I don't want you to load it. I want you to listen. I could play it off of Hicks's. I just want to make sure it's cool. Uh, hey, Bill, Jersey. You know, this Mr. Phelps, we're forgetting his service during the Cold War. Him and his impossible mission force went on many difficult missions. Oh. And, 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 if, and if his people were caught or killed, the secretary would disavow any knowledge of his action. And, and we're just forgetting that. He was a fine American. No one's running for the Mission Impossible theme. And, and, I, and I do know why they call those things eggs. Why is that? Ever see a chicken lay an egg? They hunker down and they go, egg! He's got a lot of bits for us here today. <laughs> He's got a lot of little bits. All right, the photo is up. The, you can see Fez and his Equinox photo. Now, the other thing you have to do is stick one of these in your mouth like this. And just... Swallow it down. It's the only <laughs> time. He, yeah, it's the only time of year you can do that. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, hi, on screen caller, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, yeah, it's Matt from Winchester. Hey, Mac. Hey, yeah, just imagine what that gravitational pull is doing to that building you guys are in. I mean, I don't want to panic Fez, but you know, if it's got the power to hold an egg up from that far away, imagine how powerful it's pulling on the building support. I'd like to think it's keeping it in perfect balance. I got, I got one. Yay! So, like, let's get a picture of all those up. Yeah, even get their hands in it to show how to how to properly do it. Not that you could see her hands behind those goddamn big meat <laughs> hooves that Vito has. <laughs> if there was ever a thing to be too large to be a person, Vito would be it. <laughs> and yet, there's never been anyone more honest, dependable, and yeah, I'm going to say it, lovable than Vito. Lovable? Thank yes, he's lovable. I am. Multiple people say that. And when... Uh, when Gino Bisconti made you all quiet the other day, I felt bad. The three of you just sat there and took a beat down from these two goddamn comics. <laughs> um, hi, on screen caller, you're on Ronnie Fest. Hey, Ronnie, did you see uh, that picture in Denver where the guy was showing pictures of the Seattle um, fire and his dick showed up on the screen? Yeah, I did see that. Oh, my God, that was hysterical. It was did just his dick. He had uh, a picture on his screen um all right shelby uh what do you think of this uh bit that michelle sent it doesn't really make a lot of sense as far as the show goes it seemed really random all right i do now i want to hear it more than ever <laughs> michelle with an l always puts together some great stuff for us she did the let it go song parody what was that about you fez yeah, that was about me letting things go. All right. Should we listen to that one first? Yeah, let's do that. I'm gonna let it go, let it go. I don't give a shit anymore. Let it go, let it go. When you call me a dumb cunt or whore, I don't care what you're doing. of a bitch than Fez anyway. Let it go! Let it go! 
uh, go over and check out these pictures. Fez has put up his pictures, and we're getting a couple of more. You got the full lineup going up there. All right, so that was Michelle with One Owl doing a lovely job uh, singing Let It Go and tying it in with Fez's More of a Bitch, which is also true. And Fez, I'd like to see you get sweater pants. Oh, did you vine that? No, no, that, that, that's just that's just multiple. You should have vined it. You should have vined it, you dumb fuck. <laughs> um, there we go. Fuck. That's okay. Well, we're past the time. It should be over now. Are you going to eat these? No, you know what? I'm going to let you take it home, and you can make some kind of paella out of it. <laughs> All right, so let's listen to the new one that Michelle with one L has done for us. Why can't you play, kid? I thought he was going to play it in there. <laughs> you were able to listen to it, though, in there. I'll, I'll, I'll grab it. We'll play it. Okay. Later, we should do egg bowling. <laughs> All right. I got it. Right, this is Michelle with one L. And that's my opinion. P. Moore, a commenter on CNN states about the Malaysia Airlines flight number 370. It's sad that many Americans don't know Mystery Babylon, the great in the Bible sounds a lot like. If so, America will be destroyed in one hour by Russia, Iran, China, and other countries. They will use a lot of nuclear weapons. Read Revelation 17, describes NYC to a T-E-E. And 18... Jeremiah 50 through 51 and Isaiah 13, 14, 1 through 27, 21, 1 through 12, 47. These chapters are describing America as a whole. There will be a 10 king alliance that works with the Antichrist and betrays America. No one will survive. Even children will die. Even the cattle will be destroyed. The whole land will be utterly destroyed. And that's my opinion. Now giving her opinion. Loving it. All right, breaking here. We come back. Big J Okerson is in the house. Now, go over to our Twitter if you want to see how to line up eggs completely right at the Equinox. Great job, everybody. Uh, Fez has got his up there. The kids have got theirs up there. It's, uh, well, it's beloved. It's a beloved fun thing to do. Now, did you guys even know about this before? I didn't know. Yeah. You see, white people have their own kind of voodoo <laughs> stuff, all right? We have our own Santeria. I see. Yeah. You have Santeria. We have Santa Claus. So it's all <laughs> weird and nice for everyone. Let's break. We're going to be back with Big Jay Okerson. Go over and check out these pictures on the iBang and then retweet them and tweet that blast to another Instagram and then retweet that back and, and then ping it. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Ron and Fez Show. No one is currently available to screen your call. Please hold, and Ron and Fez will be right with you. Please stand by for your unscreened calls. Ron and Fez Show unscreened phone calls. Ron and Fez Show unscreened phone calls. Danny Ozark. Ron and Fez Show unscreened phone calls. Hi, this is Batista. I'm really dirty. Is anybody there to give me a shower? Ron and Fez Show unscreened phone calls. This is Shelby calling from the other room. I can't figure out how to open the door. Ron and Fez Show. Ron. Fez. Some drunk, drug addicted asshole. And a thick lip twink. Run a Fez show and scream phone calls. He was banging cars. 
cocktail waitresses two at a time. Players come get a drink at the table. Ron and Fez Show on screen phone calls. Sick movie rest, brah. The Ron and Fez Show, weekdays starting at noon Eastern. On Raw Dog, Sirius XM Comedy Hits 99. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Sirius XM Comedy Hits. Everybody, it's the Ron and Fez show. A madness going on down a hall. Fez, what's the name of this movie that's being done? Divergent. Divergents are here with the Entertainment Weekly people, and all the little young adults are so happy. And then walking through them all was Big J. Big J. Augustin, how are you, buddy? It was a chaos of 13 year old girls in leather pants. You could have been on there as some kind of guy with a sword <laughs> yeah. or whatever they do. Do you know what this is about? Chris, I know you like Mr. Uh, like fantasy. <coughs> this is the new Hunger Games, basically. It's another. It's like a dystopian future where um, children have to fight each other. Why do they have to fight each other? Uh, because you have to, you get like put into different categories. Right, I saw 13. the trailer for this, and this little girl doesn't have a category. Yeah, and apparently this thing's like huge. It's like it's sold. It's a bestseller, and you know, young adults love it. I'm looking over this. Well, this is amazing. It sold over 1,100 copies. So it's going to be gigantic. <laughs> More than that. Um, well, how many? How many do you think? Millions. Yeah, that's over 1,100, isn't it, fucker? <laughs> Now the um, uh, the problem is Hunger Games already got there first. Yeah, but so this is this is like the uh, like the second 3D movie that came out at, at, after Avatar made a shitload of money. So this one will do well because it's it's second. Once you get third, fourth, fifth, that's when things really start getting bad. Well, it's going to be huge because if Hunger Games, I mean Harry Potter, they're all yeah. cut from the same cord. And they always go huge. Although that last one that you liked didn't do well, Ender's Game. Oh, that thing tanked terribly. I, I've never seen a more confusing commercial for a movie, Ender's Game. I still have no idea what it's about. A little kid controls ships and asteroids with his hands, mm-hmm. and Harrison Ford's there. <laughs> That's you, got got. you got the whole fucking it? movie. You got everything. Perfect. He's like a drone pilot. He doesn't know it. He thinks he's playing a video game, but he's actually in a war. He doesn't know. Yeah. And then there's another war. A war against himself. <laughs> uh, that's when the, the light uh, indie rock music yeah. show started playing. Oh and, by the, oh, and by the way, he's cute, girl, so you can come to this, too. All right, there we are. See how we're stacking up uh, eggs there at exactly 12.58. And people are sending us, are tweeting us their eggs, too. Yeah, their eggs are in that. How does that work? Uh, it's whatever happens when you hit the equinox. And it only happens for a couple of minutes, but once you get it up, it can stay like that for a long time. And it happens for a certain amount of time? Mm-hmm. It's like the, it's a Earth's Axis type thing? It is. It's Earth's Axis type thing. That's what it is. <laughs> is but, that what I call it? Yeah. Is it science shit? It is. This is what I like to call Ron's Science Corner. Uh... <laughs> Jay's here with us today, and he's from eighth grade at his school, and we're going to do an experiment. <laughs> Remember when in school, it was like the experimenting day was the only day that was even slightly fun. Oh, yeah. And fucking foam could come out of something, I'd be happy. So you had to, I was, I really was, uh, I was raised by women until I was like 11 or 12, so much, 
and even when my step pop came around, I still kind of like really resisted it and stayed at my grandmom's a lot. Yeah. Um, so I was just always uh, anything like I mean I, I, I equate to like taking fish off of a hook like I couldn't do that I didn't mm. want to touch fish and the experiment days in school like cutting open the worms or the meal worms I would always like it grossed me out I was literally uh, but I knew. It was like girly to be that freaked out by it, so right. I would muscle through it and then, like you know, go home and cry about the smell of worm on my hands. Or so. It was very, it was childish. Well, you were a child, so I you know, should be still, childish. But it was still though. And you were, you were right. You were a boy without a man. Right. You know what I mean. We should be crying right now. We should be building a fire and singing songs of you. You know what I mean. It should be one of those men's lodges. Well, you know, it's funny too. And then my step pop came around. My step pop is a, uh, he's very much dude. But you know, in his way. Mm-hmm. So his thing was um, weightlifting. He was a big weightlifter guy, and you know, just kind of like dude talking, like very sexualized. You know, like talking about getting pussy and whatever like that. But he was not like a uh, I can fix this. Let me show you how to change spark plugs. And so I don't know any of that stuff. When he was talking about getting pussy, you know, he was dating your mom at the time. Yeah, That's he was talking about tagging ass. Yeah, before my mom, though. Yeah. I think mostly. I think mostly. Mostly. I think mostly before Some my mom. Some after your mom, but not nearly as much. <laughs> he was a good guy too for like the uh, I'm a, oh that, that guy's lucky. I almost kicked his ass just there. Right. Yeah, I make the guy walks by and hits the car, like, you know, punches the car or something for whatever, like being in the crosswalk. And he's like, you know, oh, that guy's, I almost got out and tore that guy's ass. And I just believed him. I'm like, yeah, you would have killed that guy, Joe. <laughs> That's always weird. Like, have you ever gotten in any shit in front of kids, though, before, like, once you were an adult man? Yeah, with I, my daughter. I actually, one time, with my kids in the car, me and a guy had a, a fucking, you know, stop argument in cars. And I spit in his face. That's great. And then my son said, you know, it got very tense because I was really fucking furious. I thought I was going to fucking, I forgot everything I was. And he said something to me and I spit in his face and it was just dripping there. And I'm like, (laughs) this is really fucking bad. So I drove away and no one in the car was saying anything. And then my son went, that was so cool. And I had to go like this. It wasn't cool. What you just saw was, you know, like I'm yelling about how bad it was. It was fucking terrible. I, uh, yeah, I'd want a guy, I had my daughter in the car, maybe three years ago or so. And, uh, this guy cut us off like mm-hmm. hard, like hard. Where it was almost like I was almost got a really bad accident because of him. And then uh, my buddy Dave actually was in the car too, and he tells a story of this, a version of this on stage. But, That's uh, sad. We ended up like I, w- I ended up going after this guy. I was so angry that he almost right. ended up with my daughter in the car that I actually started beginning to put her in more danger by driving extremely recklessly to catch this guy. And I pull up to him and. Much to my friend's description is right. It was like two Suge Knight-looking dudes in this Escalade. And I pull up, and he keeps saying... He just, he just keeps repeating the terms, make your phone call. And I don't know what he means. I don't know if I was holding my phone or something when he when he right. cut me off or something. But he's like, make your phone call. And I'm just getting... Fear, and I just keep asking, like, you know... uh Legitimate questions like yelling them at them. I'm like, wait, well, you know, what the fuck is your problem, dude? You know, I got a kid in the car, and you're. He's like, make your fucking phone call, and I just wanted to end it angry. So, I think I blurted out the n word two or three times, and then they were shocked, and I went, yeah, it just happened, and they drove away, and then I U-turned, and then I look back at my daughter, I go. Don't be like your father. And she yeah. goes, I know. No. <laughs> I go, that's a terrible thing to say. Do not ever say things like that. She's like, I know. 
You know what's uh, what's weird about that is you know there's no way out once it starts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't go back to being a person. You know? Yeah, you're yeah you're. Uh your yes. adrenaline still kicking. There's no way you need that adrenaline to go somewhere once it's happened. Thank God she was a, a daughter. If it was a son, I would have fought him. See, that's the <laughs> problem. Around. You want some now? That was, Everyone's getting a little. That was cool. No, it wasn't cool. <laughs> the exact opposite of cool. I fucking it was suddenly a Chevy Chase and vacation. But you didn't have anything in you that was like, my son thinks I'm pretty. Like you no, want- no. I fucking really felt low about it. It was like my last violent thing because I for my whole life I tried to play down my natural amount of anger sure, you know I mean? yeah, yeah. even in a meeting it takes me eight seconds before I'm furious that something didn't get done so I try to play it down all the time and I've accepted incompetence which I think oh. works out well for us I know you guys high five about that sometimes I've never high fived about incompetence <laughs> okay but I, I mean feel you bad should. about it yeah <laughs> feel bad about myself. Now I just say you got me. I trusted you, and you won. What's you trying You're to get winning. anyone? Everyone, Chris is the winner. <laughs> and then Fez will just do what he's doing now. He'll just go very quiet and just wait it out. This is going to stop. Shelby, I notice, is dead-eyed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was Well, there wasn't much spark in it in the first place. You know, I uh, I saw Zito, and he looks like Benjamin Buttons with whatever they've got. <laughs> whatever he's on now, he's aged so much. He's traveling like at least two or three times a month, like bouncing around all over the country. People don't realize travel kills you. Oh. It slowly kills well, Not just like the Malaysia thing, but it kills every. My, my brother sent me a picture of his Malaysian plane ticket that he found. Oh, and I'm like, I had to write back, it's from August, dude. <laughs> You know what I mean? You're sending like you almost got killed. Is he having a could have been me? Really? That was the yeah. idea behind it? Yeah. I don't know. I just, he was just like, just wanted to show this to everybody. <laughs> that close. Here's one that made it. Yeah. Are you into that plane story at all? Or I was it, up with I, it last night. I, I, I was. It. I am. And now it's just, uh, it's it's actually giving me anxiety. It's like freaking me out. Really? I, I travel so much that it's just like, this is so weird. This is a possibility to even happen. It's one of those things like, you assume... You figured after 9-11, if someone's going to try to take over a plane uh, violently, that the, the the plane, the people on the plane, the passengers would fight back, and that's a situation. That didn't happen. No. Clearly that didn't happen in any kind of way. It's, but, but it, it, it just vanished off the face of the earth. It wasn't that. I know what it was. and I had an expert last night explain this. <laughs> they, The reason why they, they tilted to the left, there was smoke and fire in the thing. They towed it to the left. They were overtaken from the smoke. Everybody in the plane was overtaken by the smoke. And they all passed out. The plane went up high enough that they lost the oxygen. And it went far enough that it finally just... It was flying by itself, really. And then they f- it was what I like to call a giant coffin in the sky. And then it <laughs> flew until it ran out of gas. It came crashing down into a, a an aggressive sea. Off two thousand miles off Australia. That's, that sounds horrible. It's if not that's, good. If that's even the answer. Fez, do you remember horrible. when the golfer, uh, his plane? Yeah. So he's in a little private jet, and then they got a hole in the window, and everybody in the plane fucking passed out. But the plane just kept flying. So this is like ninety nine, I guess, two thousand something like 99. that. Ninety nine. So was Fez it? is calling me on the phone, screaming as if he was in the plane. Are you watching this? <laughs> This, so I turn it over. I go, yeah. What am I looking at? Who, who was the golfer? It was Payne Stewart's Learjet, and he's yelling, 
at me. We fly all the time. This could be us. And I'm like, but it isn't us. You're screaming as if we're bubble. You yeah, know? I get that. We're I fully get that. We're fine right now. There was a leak. They uh, ran out of oxygen. The whole thing decompressed, so they passed out. Then they froze to death up there once they passed out. But see, I think this is what happened with this, too. I think there was smoke. They went up to 30, 35,000 feet, whatever. Uh, there wasn't enough time to make any phone calls. They all froze. And then just flying in a giant metal coffin. It was like a flying Pompeii. It was a flying Pompeii is what it was. Did the experts say that? No. Why is no one calling me? Uh, <laughs> Why does no one call me for these kind of quotes? Uh, <laughs> Big J, Okerson is on with us. He is not an expert. Accepted quotes. <laughs> and he came up with Flying Pompeii. Flying Pompeii. Flying Pompeii was also a finishing move for Sky Lolo, <laughs> the, <laughs> the small uh, wrestler. Uh, Fez, you've got, uh, you want to wrap this up for us. Yeah. Right now, you've put it together. What do you have? This is Seven Things We Know About Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 uh-huh. and Three Things We Don't. Okay. Now, you put this together last night, and then I'm cracking because I'm up like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, watching that they had found the plane, and I'm laughing, God. I'm like, Fez's fucking work is ruined, but now uh, they, they decided it wasn't the plane, it was a right. pot of dolphins. <laughs> so that also crashed in that area. Australian idiots. They're finding everything but the plane. They found, <laughs> a, pot of, they found a pot of dolphins. Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. So the first thing we know is the takeoff. This we know for sure. It takes off a little bit after midnight, twelve forty-one a.m. Wait, you're actually using the takeoff as one of your things we know. Kind of there cheating. is so little we know about the facts of this case. All right, it couldn't be more boring. By the way, this is up on the iBang.com right now. Uh, Fez has put together seven things we know and three we don't. The first thing we know is a plane took off. From Kalula Lumpur International Airport, Malaysia. In my mind, this is already six things we know. <laughs> that that one is Beijing. So, That's just dur. Yeah. The pilot had a pilot's license. Uh, what's your second thing? 239 passengers on board, including crew you, members. By the way, did you say that it took off from Kalua? The uh, Kalua Lumpur International Airport. Mm, delicious. Delicious drink for everybody. It's white Russian. Mm. <laughs> so, of those 239 people on board, we know that two of them at least had <laughs> stolen passports as they boarded. Both of those people were Iranians. Okay. That's oh, what we know. There was four people with passports. It was. Passports. We don't two know couples. that for sure. <laughs> it's two couples with stolen passports from that, Kalu and Cream. They took <laughs> off from Kalu and Cream. This is why we have to Thirsty. go through this. It's the things that we do actually know since so little information is actually confirmed. I can also tell you this. They didn't take off from Kalua. <laughs> they come off from Hennessy? <laughs> they landed at Hennessy. How could there be a problem with this? <laughs> Next, the last words on the flight. They can't, they can't even <laughs> confirm who said this, but the last verbal communication with Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 were the words, All right, good night, at 1.19 a.m. That goes into my thing that they were very drowsy. And it's just like, good night. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if it was something just way more like, just trivial and stupid? Like, there is nothing 
like a blowjob from an Asian chick. And then that's right. just it. Communication gets cut off. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, that's not for fingering. <laughs> yeah. Hey, is this shit or mud? The last word. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I, I don't like a knuckle on my ass. Stop it. <laughs> One knuckle, two knuckles is weird. And that was the last yeah. transmission. <laughs> Next up on the things... Why do you have scary music playing with this? So far, you've just given us regular facts. I want to... I don't think all we know. Yeah, but you don't get to... Nothing! You don't get to play scary music until you have something scary to say. And maybe if he tells it with a flashlight under his chin. <laughs> 237 passengers. Getting a flashlight he puts under his chin. Same. Which chin? All right, Fez, easy on yourself. God. You're attractive. Next, the flight path. We do know this as a fact. The first tor- turn off course. Torn. You said torn. Torn costs. Off course. <laughs> Larry. <laughs> like you mentioned earlier, Who's the left hand turn. You, Ron right. Bennington. Okay. Headed towards the west. We know for a fact that that was done by the flight management system computer in the cockpit. It was not manually turned. That program to turn left at that point into the flight was programmed into the plane's computer, so it did it automatically. And the reason why they Shit. don't want to stay straight is because they're like on the air highway. They're the, all the planes go the same way, so they didn't want them ramming into another plane, so they do this. Th- these guys were out. The nothing happened. You know what I mean? There was no takeover. They didn't land um, anywhere. What do you find if those two guys with the stolen passports were planning on doing something terrible, but they just passed out with everybody else? Like it was getting ready to be something like more like. Uh, but b- b- better about that is maybe we would have known something. Oh, like they tried to do something, like they threw <laughs> tear gas and then they forget they didn't get their mask on. And done. It's real fucked. Or ups. one of them just made the mistake of rolling down their window. Always a mistake. <laughs> Can't do that. Still, I like to get a little hair in here. Like good. Would you believe that like a Malaysian Airlines is a plane that would have rolled down windows? Sure. <laughs> As the one that goes. Wait, you Don't can't do that? Because you're sticking your hand out, just trying to get the, get the breeze to push it back. Yeah. yeah, you can do you can do the stinky thing. Ah, that is I usually get like mad that my it. dad hated that if I stuck my head out the window, he would yell at me to stop, but then he let the dog do it. I'm like, this is fucking so unfair, dude. <laughs> All right, Fez. So three things that we didn't know... Six we did, and then some that you're confused about. No, these are seven things we know for sure about Malaysia. Show. About Malaysia Airlines Flight 370. Number five, the satellite. The satellite who picked up the last electronic connection with Flight 370. They found out that that came when they got the ping, or what they call in the satellite business, a handshake, a greeting between the airplane and the satellite, happened over seven hours after Malaysia Airlines and Malaysia, the government, lost track of the plane. So that's when we found out the plane had been flying for another seven hours after they thought it had crashed, really widening the search area. So they're saying, how long was this thing... There's actual signs of saying this thing was traveling with no pilots, essentially, for... Well, this is why they're looking at the crash area there. This is why they think... This is why they're looking in that area, because this is... If they went along and they were knocked out, they would have fallen in this one area, which is about the size of Arizona. But we've taken it from the size of America to the size of Arizona that we're looking now. 
I thought we had it last night. I thought we were done. I thought we wouldn't have to sit through this bit. Still wouldn't. <laughs> still haven't got. We're still no closer to knowing what happened. The search area: two point nine seven million square miles. Because they don't, they think it could have gone on one of two giant arcs once it started turning. So, size of the United States of the search area. No, that's done. That's out. It's now it's the size Arizona. of uh, Arizona. Is that the Australian? It's all search every, area? everybody together. No, they're saying this. Uh, if it had crashed the way we think, that everybody was passed out, this is the only area that it could have ended up in. So you saying it even happened automatically, no one ever checked back in, that meant everybody was already out, passed out, at least, in the plane then. And they said it's kind of a nice death. You're inhaling smoke for a while, uh, it's burning <laughs> your eyes, It's uh, you can taste um, gasoline in your lungs, uh, in your throat, in your mouth. But if I had ah. the choice between being awake and sleeping during a flight, I'd always choose sleep. Even if it's sleep by gas. <laughs> even if, even if you don't wake up ever again. Hey, you know what? That's I wouldn't know, right? That's tomorrow's problems. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I guess you wouldn't know that you died. That's right. I'd prefer. I'd way prefer it that way. What you do don't want to know that you're dying. No, I, I literally, I'm telling you, I have a kinship to Fez for these reasons. I don't know if I wear it on my sleeve quite as much as Fez at, at a time, but I, I have the same, like, I will think about this, and I have to fly a ton, mm. and I will think about it every time I get on an airplane. It'll fuck with me, absolutely. And you're flying out today, I just found out. No, am I? Call. Did you book me a flight? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I put you on Malaysia there. <laughs> you're going to go play the Malaysian <laughs> fucking... Yeah. Uh, Chuckles, and it's a great place. You get uh, one meal a day. It's a bar show, essentially. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, you're standing behind the bar, actually. So, but you're up. There's a riser. But they get a crowd. Yeah, but the yeah they get a nice crowd. But the bartender will be between you and the audience. <laughs> a real heavy check drop too. Yeah. Oh, sure. That happens actually during the middles act. <laughs> So you could get some walkouts doing yours. Don't take it personal. <laughs> um, here's uh, Dave. You're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. I was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday who has been a commercial pilot for 15, 20 years, and I was asking him what he thought had happened. And he says, I think it's at the bottom of the Indian Ocean. I said, well, what's the scenario? He says, well, that pilot, his wife left him the day before, and he said, they keep an axe in the cockpit. For breaking down the door, it's like a small fireman's act. He says he might have taken it to the co-pilot's head. Now he's the only one in control. Takes it up to forty-five thousand. Everybody passes out. Then he sends it spiraling into the Indian Ocean at like Mach five and kills everyone, including himself. Yeah, but wouldn't you want people to know that you have done that? If you were doing some crazy act like that, I think you would want to make a statement, not confuse people. Also, should we send somebody to fuck this guy's ex-wife so we can see if the pussy's that good to go on a murderous rampage? I'll do it anyway, just uh, <laughs> for my own reasons. You're a true patriot. Big, Big J's album recording tonight at the stand, 8 and 10 p.m. Was that right? That's right, indeed, yeah. I'm doing straight crowd then, work, all crowd work album. Why, why are you doing a crowd work album? Because... Uh, we're in talks to do an hour special material on like actual 
to you. So you don't want to use any material. I don't want to burn any material. And I like to. I love doing crowd work. So we're going to record two tonight, maybe three more shows. See how it goes. Find out where people are from, what they do for a living. Yeah, well, that's the first few minutes, and then you know, <laughs> then we start asking more knuckle type questions. <laughs> so where are you from? Did you marry? <laughs> uh, so what are you going to call this album? Do you know? Uh, no, not quite sure. I mean, the show I, I do a crowd work show where I bring other comics up to do it, mm -hmm. and uh, called "What's Your Fucking Deal," which you guys were pushing for the New York Comedy Festival for me. I know actually. we were. So. Um, I might call it that, possibly. I like to keep things. My podcast is called Legion of Skanks. The pilot I wrote is called Legion of Skanks. <laughs> I like to brand things. Sure. <laughs> You're a brander. I'm a brander of sorts. Brandy should be... That should be the song that we play when he comes in. <laughs> they, say that, they say that, dude. Brandy. <laughs> He's a comic. You know what? Yeah. It's just an hour of parody songs. <laughs> Fuck crowd work. Yeah. <laughs> it's parody songs. Uh, well, crowd work is the album that's being released on Saturday, right? On Louis. Uh, Todd Barry. Todd yeah, Barry's Todd Barry. Yeah. Todd Barry just did What's Your Fucking Deal South by Southwest. We did it. We, uh, I just, uh, he did a mass with me, but we're not releasing it till Saturday night. This Saturday, 8 p.m. Todd's At 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. He is great. Well, he actually said this the first time he ever went on stage. I was the headliner. Oh, really? His first night, he's like, do you remember? And I said, yes, I do remember. You were lying there? I told everybody, no, he was very, very <laughs> funny. It was just so funny. I'm like, that, something about that guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's really going to go places. He's, yeah, Todd's great. Chris, what are you looking for? It looks like it's upset special, Dayton over Ohio State. They're up 43 I'm already fucking out. My fucking bracket's already ruined. I know. I'm I had Ohio State going to keep the whole thing. me off the front page. Do you want, uh, you know... One of my first conversations with Todd Barry was ever. Mm -mm. I told him uh, we used to go to this place, Fifteenth and Callahill in Philly. It was an Asian hand job joint. Yeah, but they would actually fuck. It was great. It was and they were hot and they would bring them out. And as an adult with a daughter now, I feel like this is probably not a cool thing right. going on in the world. But like at the time, at nineteen years old, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. And you pick your Asian girl, and then they would give you a massage and do all kinds of things to your butt and dick. And uh, it was fantastic. On a weekend, once in a while, it would get packed. It would get like really, really like, packed with people. So you'd actually have to wait a little bit. And me and my buddies, I remember in the waiting room for an Asian whorehouse watching Todd Barry's half-hour special. <laughs> I told my my, 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 I was like, oh my god, I watched your special while I was waiting to fucking Asian slave, sex slave. It was pretty crazy. Now, uh, what did it cost in this place? Well, it, they'd say one fifteen, and here's what we learned. If you just say you only have 75, they agree, and then they say, next time. Next time mm -hmm. you bring uh, 115. And we would just nod our heads politely. And then they would give us a one of those little half cans of Canada Dry, which was delicious. Mm -hmm. They would offer you some really smelly Chinese food. And then you'd go in a room, and a young Asian lady would tell you your dick was too big, even though it wasn't. And that was really <laughs> great. <laughs> that was such a great feeling she would fill us with. <laughs> It's, it's just too big. Too I'm like, I know, but yeah. you could, but you could probably figure it out, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then while that was happening, you watched Todd Barry. Well, I was waiting for that to happen. Yeah, yeah. And then, I, you wish know, you, I wish you would have had it on while yeah. you were being jacked off by her tiny Asian hands. Could you lower your ass, please? I'm trying to watch this. This guy's good. <laughs> Stop moaning. I missed two punchlines. Well, you, you see, sweetie, I'm an open mic comic, so I'm trying to like study the craft here a little bit. Like, whoever your hand job mentor was, this is kind of the guy. 
That is so fucking weird. 15th and Cala Hill. God, that place was great. I think it was called the... I think it was called the Cala Hill Relaxation Station. It was great. Now, all those girls that jerk you off eventually hit puberty and were killed by their fucking <laughs> pimp. Or at least their clits were cut off. Oh, God. I don't know. That's their country, their rules. That is true. Who are we to judge? <laughs> you know what? To them, we look weird with McDonald's. So, yeah. who's to say? Bunch of wide eyes eating Big Macs like yeah. animals. Do we make everybody uncomfortable now? Mm. We never got to that seventh thing we know about the plane. That's the captain. That's how long it took to get back into it. But I did tee it up nice. Yeah. <laughs> captain Zahiri Ahmad Shah. We know he's being investigated and that a flight simulator was taken from his home during the investigation, which had files deleted off of it. That was all the simulations of him crashing into the water. <laughs> That we don't know. We're leaving it that it had files deleted off of it. Uh, here's one from Sussbus that we don't know. If Fez is really gay or just asexual. Oh, I'm gay. Have you had sex with anyone? No, I haven't. Hmm. We also know that the captain was also a big Louis C.K. and Sarah Silverman fan. <laughs> what? Who is How? It? Did you write a similar letter to the Woody Allen's... Uh... <laughs> Hey, do we really know that? Yeah. Hey, Mia Farrow's kid. Now, how do we He's know that? That's from his computers and talking to his friends and family. I think I would feel really weird if I was Louis C.K. or Sarah Silverman. I'd go back over my act and see if there was something in there. Well, I think, Louis should give, I think Louis should give back the $5 download money to that family for sure. Maybe he just watches his TV show. Maybe something happened on an episode. Mm. A lot of weird people are fans of Louis C.K. Like There's that policeman in L.A. who they were tracking down and they eventually like killed in that cabin. You're right. He was I remember like that guy. Fan of Patrice. <laughs> that guy was the man. He was a fan of Patrice. Louis he even blogged about it. He was actually fucking while he was blasting the cops he was going this is for you Louie <laughs> <laughs> FX this June <laughs> Patrice O'Neill forever he also gave a shout to Seinfeld did he really? yeah well uh, now it's just a weird grouping yeah well he said for his early stuff you know, his early stand up <laughs> he was edgier yeah was before really, the really show. Out there. Yeah. before he started driving around in fancy cars drinking coffee with people <laughs> then he also I've ever, now he also gave advice to Tebow as well this fucking guy Dorner. What's the deal with these corrupt pigs? Were you were you doing Tebow just then? It was a Seinfeld with a cold. That had sounded nothing like Seinfeld. <laughs> the what's the deal part? Yeah. Well, it sounded more like Seinberg. <laughs> now the things we don't know. Oh, Jesus Three things Christ. we Still don't know. Still going on. Send me a veto, would you? Who did it? We don't know yet if it's terrorism. The pilot, the captain, both being investigated. We don't know if it was them. We don't know who it was that altered the flight path. We have no idea who took down this plane. Our next thing is who to believe. That should be the last thing. The last thing is we don't know who did this. We're still going on after we don't know who did it. Malaysia keeps changing their story. We're finally getting the actual timeline out. They didn't know that the plane flew for another seven hours after they lost contact with it. But don't you think that's incompetence? I mean, they have no infrastructure. I think a well, lot of the world's it... tallest building, don't they? Well, that was Dubai. Go look up, well, then maybe second tallest. 
I think it's incompetent mixed with a lot of mind your own business. We're we're going to cover this up. Any we don't want it, people thinking we lost a plane on our watch. We wanted to think uh, something something else had to have happened. They had the seventh highest uh, building. Top ten. The Patronus Twin Towers. That's weird. Is that what they're called? Yeah. They should actually say this is our 9-11. <laughs> you know when I said that, too? On 9-11. I go, this, this is our 9-11. Is our 9/11. <laughs> and so Live Aid, I called our, our Woodstock. <laughs> India and Pakistan have both denied that that plane could be in their countries, landed, you know, hijacked by terrorists. They said there's no way an airliner that big would have gotten into their airspace, even if it flew under the radar, without it being shot down by their defense systems. I'm going to believe them. I think I told you exactly what happened. Say it again. Gas no, leak. My, I don't want to just read stuff. I already did froze it twice. Froze people. Yeah. People froze. Froze people. It was like frozen, like let it go from frozen. A lot of people liking Michelle's new bit. Michelle with one L. I haven't seen the Twitter response. Mm. You know, a lot of response to those eggs being up, though, right? Oh, yeah. People Show them the eggs. Fez picture. Okay. It's up on... Uh, there's the girls, but... Look at that. Those eggs are just standing up like that. It's pretty Enough impressive. Not scary music, Fez. It looks like you're scary now. Like you somehow <laughs> are making those eggs stand up with your eyes. I wish I was here for the egg thing. Now I'm bummed I missed it. You missed it by minutes. Do I have to wait a year for this? I believe you do. I don't think it works during any of the other equinoxes. I think it only works for the spring. Having trouble with that thing today, huh? I saw you trip over it twice. Fixed it before, but it didn't work out. Okay. Careful with your voice, though. I'm worried about your throat. Every day it gets froggier and froggier. I don't know what's up with him. He screams at that fucking bar. Roadhouse? Yeah. <laughs> fucking He's at, He is. He's in the fucking movie Roadhouse. Which guy is he in Roadhouse? Um, the he's guy, not Dalton, is no, he? No, he's the guy who gets thrown out of the window for fucking with Dalton. Do <laughs> you be Terry Funk? I know he likes wrestling. In the 80s, <laughs> did Dude. anyone say this is the gayest movie or did it take years? Oh, man, I oh, loved years. it. I know every... It was a real bonding thing for me and my mom for some reason. We had Roadhouse uh, on VHS. You know, my little brother was born. She worked like weird hours at a hospital, so she would come home like 11 o'clock at night. 12 o'clock at night and um, I'd be sort of awake and she would feed my little brother and uh, we'd watch Roadhouse together like almost every night so we, we didn't have cable or anything so it was well, yeah look hey we were just trying to make ends meet in yeah. a small apartment in Philly is this what your uh, TV show Skank Shift's going to be about or you got something this is what I say right before I pull out my acoustic guitar <laughs> <laughs> growing up in West Philadelphia if I could save time in a bottle thank you everybody Watching Roadhouse with yeah. moms on the very uncomfortable couch. Was your couch uncomfortable? Yeah, it was real gritty material for some reason. I remember, I remember that because I remember digging in the cushions for change to order uh, cheese sticks. See, every day gets sad. Every yeah, I was a hilariously sad. sad fat kid, like in that regard. But at least the cheese sticks were better in those days. So, yeah, you know, they were life so was good. good. They were life trans fats, all that shit. Yeah. At the, all this stuff that um, made life a little better. Delicious, delicious trans fats. Uh, here's uh, Jay in Tampa. You're on the Run of Fez show. Million bucks, Ronnie, as always. Million. I was just wondering, uh, Fez just said that Pakistan, that, that plane couldn't have gotten into Pakistan airspace. It would have been shot down. Is that what you said, Fez? I said that's what Pakistan's uh, official announcement was. 
Right, right. But you didn't question that a little bit? Didn't we just fly in there with a couple of helicopters and blow up the building? And, and I did question it. It was under, we can't believe anyone. And oh, then I, I gave mean, the statement of what they said. And we can't believe any of these people. Oh, I didn't hear that part. I apologize, friends. I didn't hear that part. No problem. He read it to you exactly as it is on the site. I don't know what your problem could possibly be. All right, we're going to break here. Uh, Big J is sitting with us. Why don't you plug King him up, Fez? Big J Okerson recording his new CD live at the stand. That's tonight, 8 o'clock and 10 p.m., those uh, shows. Also, he is going to be headlining at the Ravel Casino in Atlantic City next Thursday. That's March 27th. Nice. We'll see. I heard it's an awesome place. It's fantastic. I heard someone told me they went bankrupt because they made it so nice. Too, they made it too nice. <laughs> they made it so nice that they actually like uh, completely went bankrupt. That's and, their slogan. We've made it so <laughs> nice for you. We've lost money. Please come spend money here because we fucked up big. Fucking nice We're really them. in trouble. Are you enjoying that 70-inch TV in every room? Because we <laughs> fucked up pretty big. Can you please tip? All right. We'll be right back. It's uh, Run Fest Show. Comedy fans, what's up? It's Jeffrey Gurian here for Sirius XM Radio, bringing you the 411 on what's going on in the comedy scene in New York, L.A., and anywhere else I think is important, within one minute. Ray Romano's new film, Rob the Mob, opens this weekend. I saw it already at a preview, and it's great. It's not a comedy. He plays a crime reporter from the 90s in a real story about a Bonnie and Clyde couple who actually robbed mafia social clubs back in the 90s. Needless to say, it did not end well for them. Ray is great, along with Andy Garcia and Michael Pitt. Go see it and yell out at the screen. Anyway, that's it for me. This has been Jeffrey Gurian for Sirius XM, reminding you, you may forget a lot of things, but never forget that comedy matters. Follow me on Twitter at Jeffrey Gurian and on ComedyMattersTV.com for interviews with all your favorite stars. Shout out to Nick Kroll. That's my one minute. I'm out. Show. Big J. Okerson's in studio with us tonight at the stand in New York City. He's recording his new live CD that's at the 8 and 10 p.m. shows. And then headlining at the Ravel Casino in Atlantic City. That's next Thursday, March 27th. Oh, everything's happening for Big J. A lot of good stuff. Everything is happening for Big J. It's all Ron and Fed show. Um, you know, there's a piece up on the iBank today that I absolutely love. And this is out of Vietnam and the way this guy has to take his kid to school. Now, you're always complaining about, you know, sometimes you got to wait at the bus stop with your kid or drop him off. This guy's got to get his kid through the river. So go ahead, hit it. They actually put the kid in a bag. <laughs> and then you'll watch it, and they he has to wade across this river with the kid in the bag to stay dry. This is a fucking twice a day thing. Yeah, Asian people put a lot, a lot of importance on education, and not any on safety. None. 
Look at the bad thing that he's taking her. I don't know, a bridge? <laughs> fucking build a bridge? A rope bridge would be better? You Good honestly moment. think a rope bridge would be better than just put your kid in a bag and <laughs> putting him underwater <laughs> and then walking him across the river? It's like Andy Dufresne. Instead of a suit, it's his fucking child. I don't understand how the kid got in. Like, okay. I didn't like going to the school as it was, let alone getting into a bridge across this fucking dirty water. Maybe the kid's so dumb and think it's like a ride every day, you know? It's like a bonus. We already blew up all their bridges with napalm about four <laughs> years ago. How long ago? <laughs> They've done Still. nothing else? They don't have any wood to build them. We blew up all their trees. It's a treeless country. Oh, is that right, a wave Jane runner? Fonda, you're completely... Oh. Yeah. I thought it was a wave runner. It's, it's a motorcycle. <laughs> They're putting that in a bag. Now, Jane Fonda, you're always on their side against us. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Hanoi Shelby. Fucking napalm sticks to kids. That's what I like to say. Well, I'm, I'm actually kind of proud of Vietnam. I mean, they, we blew the shit out of their country, but like, they're still like a thriving nation. If somebody did that to the U.S., we'd still be complaining about it for every little setback we have. We don't know. They might be bitching every day over there. If that father didn't get a good education, he wouldn't even know to put his kid in the bag, take him across the water. <laughs> it might be every day like, ah, fucking Americans. I can, now I gotta put the kid in the bag. <laughs> I think that bag would like rip or something at least. But I actually bitched because I used to have to walk to school. This is fucking insane. Mm -hmm. She really just laying there though. It's probably sort of relaxing, you know? Well, uh, like a sensory deprivation tank. You gotta wonder oh, how much air supply is in that plastic bag. You're talking about the group? <laughs> I'm all out of love. I'm stuck in a bag now. Third parody song we've done today, Jay. Really fucking going big. Suck it, Phelps. Yeah, fuck you, Weird Al. We're on our way. I think there's one Mud River's worth of air in that bag. Uh, Matt, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, guys. Uh, Ronnie B., is there any chance that the gay Marine Corps is going to show up at the funeral? Oh, at uh, Phelps's funeral? Sure. Uh, Fred Phelps, the guy who started the God Hates Fags yeah. signs, uh, passed away tragically today. He <laughs> will be missed. He was a lovely man. It's good to know that he's at the right arm of the father. Was it death by butt fuck? Did we make that joke yet at all? You know, I hope not. Okay. You know what I mean? Because it's too soon. <laughs> you know, it's just been minutes. It's I mean, been minutes. How fantastic is the funeral, like the... Like, like the what do you call it? There's the people like lining up, the protesting. His right. funeral is going to be just great. Well, I'm sure the family won't let anybody know when and where he's going to be buried. I just hope to God it's just gay dudes 69ing all over the place. Just I hope it just goes full-blown gay fuck fest right outside. It'd be so great. <laughs> They'll just bury him in the backyard to be safe like a dog. <laughs> the fence around them. Did you uh, ever see when that, whatchamacallit kid? Uh, not the kid, but like the Louis Thoreau. You ever watch his documentaries? Mm -mm. That English guy, like, when he goes in with him, like, the kids, like, the, the little kids involved with that thing, that's, like, the craziest, like... They're adorable. They're adorable, and they yell the stuff out, and then uh, they go, uh, do you even know what that means? And, and they just say no. No. They have no idea. But I they, was but the it's, same it's, way in church. When I was a kid, I didn't know what the fuck I was saying. Yeah. That's true. No, no, I said it. It, it, You do actually feel bad, but then you start, start arguing, is that child abuse? But, I, uh, you know... Well, is teaching religion to any kid child yeah, abuse? Yeah, who knows? That's such a... To just slippery slope. Uh, come on, Lynn. these Asians are doing the best they can. <laughs> you know, you try walking across that. It's water. all they yeah, have. Back to the yeah. video. That's yeah. one slippery slope. <laughs> 
They're doing everything you know they possibly can. Shelby loves them. That's what they should call taking your kid in a plastic bag to school. <laughs> oh, we gotta take the slippery slope to school now. Here's Dan. Dan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Hey, um, there's some place I think it's in South America where the uh, older kid and they'll strap a younger kid to uh, the older kid and they zip line over this gorgeous thousands of feet in the air to get to and from school. All right. Well, I had to walk down a blind corner, and I was in fucking first grade. Are you okay? No, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. Hicks, how did you get to elementary school? Walked. Yeah. It was right in the neighborhood. How about you, Fed? Did you walk to school or carry your lunch? What did you do? We had a school bus. I went to a church school, and they had their own school bus that went and picked, I think, just about everybody up. Where'd you sit? In the front? Yeah. Cool. Right behind that cool bus kids. driver. Big J, what about you? I walked, but they would give you a... Uh, bu- there was no school buses at my school. It was city. They'd give you tokens. They'd sell you tokens at school for the city yeah. buses. I found that out when I uh, came here to the city and, you know, was registering my kids. And we're like, where do they get the bus? And they go, you know, they get on the subway. The bus stop. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Free MetroCard, dude. Three go, swipes a day. And I'm like, what? You mean like the subway like in Death Wish that I fucking <laughs> saw? I'm new here. The Death Wish subway. <laughs> Do you say your kids in the subway? Yeah. How old were they? Uh, three and five, perfect age. It's perfect age. You know they what I mean? They, they, they do everything, you know, at that age. Everything is a wonder to them. Yeah. It's immersion. It's that immersion uh, treatment, right? Where you got to yeah. just get a let them go live it. And they'll figure it out. So you don't, tre- you, you didn't teach your kid any religion, right? No, but, um, her grandmother and mother sort of do. I mean, she had all the, uh, she got none of the Jewish stuff from my half at all. In fact, one time I said, you know, well, you are technically, uh, you're half Jewish, Isabel. And her words were, she goes, I'm not a Jew, which I thought was such a weird reaction to have for the, for a 10 year old. And, uh, I was like, well, Look, you I'm, are. Not like- <laughs> I'm no Jew, you motzy eating motherfucker. But she, uh, yeah, she was like, uh, Christened, I think, the communion thing and mm. baptized and all that stuff. Yeah. She's a little Catholic. Yeah, Kurt Metzger, who was in here as her godfather. We had to go to some weird class to get. Kurt swoops in there once a year and just shows up big, like Nintendo 3DS, and just is like the he's the hero. That is great. He's great. He swoops in like once every maybe Easter, comes over, eats some food, and mm-hmm. just brings presents. He's putting 15 bucks a month away, and then all of a sudden he's a hero that day. That's it, yeah. It's one day he just nails it all. He just takes her to a GameStop and lets her just run yeah. that shit. Yeah. That's why I, you know, I sent a lighter over to Africa, and everybody thinks I'm a god. <laughs> <laughs> he's giving us light! <laughs> Hicks, have you ever even had a kid in your life? Like, anyone you know who had a kid? I never anyone? saw anyone more confused about. He's so confused about children that I feel like he never was one. <laughs> but that usually either lends itself to being like either when a kid comes in, the kids love him and he loves the kids, yeah. or it's all like, how do I hold this thing? See, my thing is, I know Chris and another person like that, that they're afraid that if a kid is around, someone is going to say that they sexually abuse the kid. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm freaked out by that. I just, 
I can't imagine what's in your mind. There's something no, you're going to prison. Because what am I going to do? I'm going to defend myself against a child. They're a bunch of little liars. I actually do. I have a stage joke where I say I can't like f- like fold my daughter's laundry anymore because looking the way I look, folding little girl underwear looks like I'm just like collecting the trophies of my victims. <laughs> it's like ah, I remember this girl. You honestly think that a kid is going to accuse? I think there's there's a chance, there's a percentage of that a child will just throw something out there, even if the kid thinks it's a joke and funny. Mister Chris touched my butt. But you also think that you have absolutely no defense. There's no way anyone will ever believe you didn't. Well, what would your defense be, Fuzz? I wasn't there. I didn't do it. He was with the kid, right? Yeah. Let's say we brought a kid in here. We left them alone. Please don't. They go on the computers. They find his grinder account. <laughs> I know. This wasn't for me, I swear to God. I could fucking go back through this show and pick out enough kid rape jokes that you're as good as fucking you're done. sunk. I can't be around kids. I don't want to go to prison. His mugshot would be just him in the middle of screaming. I didn't do this. Like his mouth. You know what? Gave. Why don't you just to, to make sure you can get over your fear, have Shelby sit on your lap for a while. Oh God. He never lets me. I have a feeling that you're afraid that you would do something I went, and then I, not remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, my defense is I was blacked out. Where All right, get on my back. Where was I? But at what age did you start being afraid of kids? Oh, um... 18? I, I was, uh, prob- middle school. Middle school is when I just didn't like younger kids. And then I just, I just, I, I want to be around adults. I don't want to fucking deal with any of this shit. And so to this day, I just don't like children. Like, precocious children are the most annoying. What kind? Preco- precocious. Okay. Is that the word? Better. I heard a T in there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, don't like being around them. Don't have, have nothing to say to them. Feel very uncomfortable around kids. And what age you start getting comfortable? When they, when they can communicate, too? Or do babies freak you out, the whole thing? <sighs> yeah, babies freak you out. You wouldn't rape a baby, Chris, no, would, would you? No, of course they not. They can't even squeal on you. What? Why are you <laughs> asking that question? Of course I would not. I'm not a baby rape. What age would you rape? None. I'm not a rapist. Oh, all right. 18. 18? <laughs> oh, it's a crime. You're a good man, over 18. When um, the, there was a thing, we had a, an intern that, um, I forget what she did, but she was like 18 or 19, and she said that Jimmy Norton and Anthony were too old for her. And they both got furious about it. And then the next day... Jimmy said, if you're old enough to put in an electric chair, you're old enough to take a load in the face. <laughs> and I was like, I thought it was so funny because it's true. And then also, it's awful at the same time. I was intern Dana. Yeah, Dana. I can't, uh, what, a, I don't know. I guess like visually, I can start sexualizing at 18. Like mm-hmm. a girl who's eighteen years old, but at the thought of even engaging, it's like it's like having sex with a retard. It, it, yeah, it's like having it's sex same. with a retard. It yeah. really—that's exactly what it is. And and at thirty-six years old now, the how amazing the pussy could possibly be would never make up for like well, the I, twenty possible minutes, which maybe is a small estimate, like a a short estimate for afterwards, like the. the or the time you'd have to put in on the front end of that just never would be worth it. Well, you'd actually be yelling the whole time, don't talk. Don't <laughs> talk. But I'm even more weirded out by these school teachers, the women that have sex with the young boys. Because 
they're really idiotic. They're like, what about the dead though? You know what I mean? Like everything they say, <laughs> just you just want to smack them. And every time they get busted, it's because the dude told his friends and like set up something for them to get caught. Because he couldn't stop himself from doing it. it he doesn't know how to be a person. It almost seems like media hyped those stories now because I remember the first thing, when those stories first started coming out years ago, it was always like, yeah, well, look, it's this homely, kind of ugly yeah. lady teacher who's like, you know, banging this young... You know, Puerto Rican boy or something. But now it's like Look at they're the all from pretty the other day. hot. The Vegas ones the there's, other day, right? Yeah, she was cute as hell. There's always a lot of blondes. Well, there's one from World Star Hip Hop had one. Yeah, that's yeah, that chick. She's I cute. Wait, she looks that's under Vegas. 18. Uh, she's 22, banging a 16 year old. Mm, you know what? That's a little more acceptable. No, no. Uh, listen, when it's the girl banging the dude student, it's always sort of acceptable. But I mean, like, it's amazing how the hot they're the other now. day. Just a blonde whorish teacher. I don't know where she's from. Coatesville or some fucking place. Some fucking outer borough. <laughs> blonde whore. I'm just getting porn when I put in whorish blonde teacher. <laughs> teacher having sex with student. Um, I thought it was a PA story. And she's hot? Uh, Pennsylvania, yeah, here she is. Yeah, she's pretty hot. And she's, uh, you know, early 30s. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. So, is she married? Probably. 31. Well, you, you always find out she was abused herself. Cumberland or Valley High School, right near Cumberland Farms. Decent yeah. snack place. Sure. And there's the Las Vegas one. Oh, I just got a thing on you. You were at the Rob the Mob screening, huh? No, what is that? Oh no, Guria must have been there then. We get mistaken a lot. Yeah, you guys look so much alike. <laughs> we both have we, bounty hunter hair. We left here yesterday and saw Gurian hanging out with Spyro Gyro. <laughs> Not even making that up. Like, Fez is like, Gurian's uh, hanging out with Spyro Gyro. And I'm like, let's get out of here. Don't let Spyro Gyro and Gurian see us. Hey, what's the segment called? It's the Comedy Matters Minute. So you just came from the uh, South by Southwest, yeah, yeah. right? A uh, list of all the big comedy fest uh, going on. What is that the best for you? South by? Yeah. No. For comedy? No. Just for last Montreal. Just for last Montreal. But do you try to hit all these? I do a bunch. Well, South Beach I've never done. Moon Tower is fantastic. That's mm -hmm. great. And that is... Uh, there's like almost no industry there, which is just fantastic. It's just like... Uh, you like the fact that there's no industry. It's because... My favorite thing about doing Montreal, every time I do Montreal, I do the Nasty Show. Mm -hmm. And the first year I ever did that was me and Patrice. That was the Bobby Slayton debacle. Oh, yeah. Um, but that said, you do the week. You do a week of shows for the Nasty Show. It's this theater that's sold out every night before the actual festival kicks in, before the industry shows up. The industry is not really pulling from this stuff to make stars out of anyone. It's not really like getting development deals and shit out of that. It's these guys go and get, get, start getting hammered at three in the afternoon. Like all the all the executives, it's just a hang. So I like to hang uh, with comics, especially when I see buddies from L.A. who I haven't seen in a long time. So, But it's like friendships have formed that way. Like uh, I remember one year it was like me, Ari Shafir, Anthony Jeselnik, Jeff Ross, like hung out for like a week before the industry got there. Like every day, you know, we're doing the shows and then we go out to eat. And that's like, I like the, that. That's fun for me. And South by Southwest, same thing. It's like, I haven't seen a couple of my buddies who were out there in a long time. So, so what's Moon them. Tower like? By it's the way, it's these in are Austin. all up on the iBank today. It's in Austin. Um, 
but it's just not like South by is you know it's the music the interactive right. it takes over the whole city and, it, and at a point not f- so much for the comedy por- portion of it but once the music kicks in which luckily I kind of get out of Dodge before that it becomes elbow to elbow in the streets that's when world star hip hop goes wild with all the fist fights that happen out there mm-hmm. and drunken idiots and just hipster jerk offs doing whatever it's it's the comedy portion of that basically but in more venues and without that there's nothing else but comedy it's a smaller festival they have like you know several venues around the city but the city's functioning as normal you right. know I mean? it just happens to be happening it's kind of like new york comedy festival doesn't shut down new york city no most it's, of the time you're like wait is it even happening is it even ha- exactly it's yeah. like oh it's like is new york comedy festival happening or is gervais just playing is jim jeffrey's <laughs> doing carnegie hall yeah it's like that could just happen i guess anytime you know so it's sort of like that so i do enjoy that a lot the south beach i've never done uh but it's some of the, the other Eugene Merman Comedy Festival. I've never even heard of that. Yeah, it's in Boston, Massachusetts. It's happening the uh, first week of May. Is it a real comedy festival? Or is it just Eugene doing stand up and calling <laughs> no. it that? Because that's a great idea. You can't stop yourself from saying, this is the big Jay Orkison Comedy Festival. That's Come never, tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the festival begins tonight. Two hour, two hour festival. Uh, what is it? The Women's Comedy Festival? Is that in Boston, too? That's in Boston as well. The Sixth Annual Women in Comedy Festival. That's just got to be hard. That's just They're taking be... back tonight. I guess they are. <laughs> I give them all the... Uh... Why don't you pick this up for Chris? He's struggling with it. Chris? Sure. Uh, just for Laughs in Chicago. That's coming up in June. And that's got uh, Pete Holmes, Moshe Kashir, Todd Berry, Nick Swartzen, all on the bill there. Hannibal Burris is going to be part of that, and Artie Lang. Now, do you play this one at all? Uh, I haven't done Chicago yet, but I'm very in with the Just for Last people. I did a... Uh just for last, we did Sydney, Australia uh-huh. last year, which was just, that was a lot now, of fun. Now, who are Just for Last? That's TBS? Is that... Uh, no, 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 no. At TBS... Uh, they sponsor it. Helps sponsor the one in Chicago. No, it's it's the Montreal Comedy Festival. That's yeah. what it is, which is so like... So they're the, just in the comedy festival business. Yes. And the Montreal is their main one. They now do... Um, they do one in Toronto, which is great, called uh, Just for JFL, Just for mm-hmm. Last 42, where they do... And this is a... A fantastic system that should be employed, I think, at most comedy clubs. People bought the year I did that. It's it's good for someone at my level of headlining because you buy a ticket for Louis C.K. was going to do, I think, four or six shows, which was cool because I got the open form on those at this big, huge Sony theater in Toronto. When you buy that ticket um, for the show, you have a festival pass. And it, it was a pretty expensive ticket. You know, they charge mm-hmm. you. A good price for ticket, but you have a festival pass, and there's 41 besides that show other shows going on in the city. So people like me and Kurt Metzger and and people like you know like Dan Soder, those guys can all like uh, Michael Che who was in here yesterday can headline shows. And for someone like me who does a lot of off the cuff and crowd stuff, it was good because um, you can come as many times as you want. You don't have to pay 25 dollars to see me every day. You can just come back to my show every night if you want to. And people were they were coming back to multiple shows, and the room got more and more full as the week went on. And uh, I think it's a really cool system. Like, no one had to pay each time. That's Toronto. Toronto. That's Toronto's Just for Laughs, yeah. Um, I saw Soder uh, last week when he opened up for the uh, podcast. And uh, very funny. Didn't do any impressions, though. I was just like... He's not... He does does a lot of voices in his set. He does a lot of, like, accents and voices. But uh, Soder is... um, He's been doing it for a decent amount of time, but not, like, not crazy. I know he's, he's under 10 years, I believe. Of doing it and like uh he's just such a natural like he's one of those guys like and there's a few of them in comedy who's just like he's just pure funny so like when he finds 
whatever his we you know when he when he comes to like you know fruition completely like his right. voice comes to be it's going to be a, a force he's he like i think he's fantastic what else, Fuzzy? Uh, we mentioned Montreal in July. Also in July, Atlantic Ocean Comedy and Music Festival. That's actually billed as being uh, the venue is the Atlantic Ocean. So, I don't even know about this one. I don't know about this one either. W. Kamal Bell's going to be part of that. Uh, Natasha Laguerre, John Roderick, and Kyle uh, Kinane. All part of the Atlantic Ocean Comedy and Music Festival. People it's are, a cruise ship, yeah, I guess, right? People are writing in to yeah. us that... Uh, yeah, it's a cruise ship. Uh, people are writing into us that you can balance the eggs every day, but you can't. You can only do it when we say it. It got easier. as like Even from like 20 minutes out, it got easier to balance yeah. the goddamn thing. And they all fell five minutes afterwards. So that's all of them, Fez? No, uh, some in August, the Lucille Ball Comedy Festival in Jamestown, New York. Lucille She's Ball's- dead. Yeah, but that's her hometown, so they honor her with a comedy festival each year. Who's going to be there? Um, it doesn't say who's going to be here, but it's uh, you know people like Ray Romano, Louis Black, Joan Rivers, big names coming and always play the Lucille Ball Festival. Speaking of being afraid of kids pointing a finger, huh? Paula Poundstone, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what we call Chris. The guy Paula Poundstone. Please don't. Don't pass that around. We call you the effeminate Paula Poundstone. <laughs> I had nicer hair than she does. <laughs> you do indeed. I like that Poundstone. You look better in a vest and a high-waisted <laughs> pants. Andrea wrote in that there's a new movie uh, called Precocious about a morbidly obese girl who gets molested by Chris Stanley. <laughs> Precocious. <laughs> I love that girl, and I never even saw her in the movie. Anytime she shows up anywhere, I go, there's Precious. Oh, she yeah. was at the uh, last Oscars. She was wandering around. Yeah, she looked great. Hell yeah. <laughs> she was supposed to give out an award, but she was eating a pie. She's adorable. She's comfortable in her own skin. She is. The Brooklyn Comedy Festival. That's in August. A lot in August. August is comedy That's festival another, season. Um, what's his name? Merman Comedy Festival. Well, like that one doesn't even tell you who's going to be there. Just goes, just a bunch, man. Just come check just it out. Just a bunch. It's going to be great. Comics. You like guys doing telling comedy with beards? Then this is the place to be. Personally, I like comedy with the word K. You know, just put a <laughs> K up there first. Backwards? Not stupid. That's not even a real letter. It's fun though. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, you like K, like in KT. You fucking kid toucher. <laughs> this is fucking gonna start getting passed around for real. Please. Stop it has it. been. It has been passed around for real. It's happening. Do we need to break again before the end of the show? One more break. Let's do it here. Okay. Big J sitting in. Well, this fez is gonna just fucking Twitter blast his uh, his live read. Big J. Okerson at the stand tonight in New York City, recording his new comedy CD at the 8 o'clock and 10 p.m. shows. Then headed to the Ravel Casino in Atlantic City. That's on Thursday, March 27th, where he's going to be headlining at the Ravel. We'll be right back. It's the Ron and Fez show. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Serious XM Com- Comedy. It's Channel 99.
It's the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Big J hanging out with us till 3 today. And then, Fez, he's got a big night. Two shows at The Stand tonight in New York City, 8 p.m., 10 o'clock, where he's recording his new comedy CD. You can be part of the audience there at The Stand tonight in New York City. Then Thursday, the 27th, next Thursday, headlining at the Ravel Casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey. That was nice, Fuzzy. That was very smooth. <laughs> we have to get release forms <laughs> for the entire audience, which is going to be weird. Oh, for the crowd work? I think so. You're probably right. Yeah. But, you know, they uh, they do a thing for tapings where they'll just put up by, by walking into this room. You but get interaction, up. though. That's the problem. It's like they actually have to, like, kind of pinpoint everyone I interacted with and make sure they're okay with uh See, I got sued one time on a... Um, on a DVD that we put out, or it was actually probably VHS back then, of a girl. We did this live gig, and there was like 10,000 people there, and everybody was going crazy. And it was back in the big, you know, let the puppies breathe, show your tits days. So this girl was getting so excited that she was on someone's shoulders, and she came. And then later she called my show and said, I was so excited about that, and I came. So we released, you know, three hours of, you know, radio stunts with this as being part of it. Boom, we get hit by a lawsuit, and we talked to her lawyer, and uh, she had found Jesus or something and didn't want it out there. I go, we're not showing her before she found Jesus, you know. (laughs) She was fucking coming all over the place back then. <laughs> Just fucking squirting up next. And our lawyer is like, I want you to settle. Just pay her some money. We'll pick out a smaller price. And, did it, you know. Did that, I don't know if that's super personal, but did that, that stick in your ass? Was it it really did, because we also had to go there and hear. Uh, like, she was suing for, I don't know, fucking twenty five or fifty thousand dollars and we gave her like a G out of, you know, what this whole thing had sold. You know, it was not not like it came out of my Yeah. But then we had to listen to why we could use the power of our show to promote Jesus Christ. That is a wow. that is a, a fucking like moral thing I've never understood. Like a, a lack of moral I remember uh, like frivolous lawsuits. That's funny. I remember that documentary. It was that hot coffee. Did you ever see that? Right. That's a funny one because they use the, they say the benchmark of like frivolous lawsuits is that you know the hot McDonald's coffee yeah. thing, and then you show that woman like it and she bur- like burned her vagina off. Yeah. <laughs> like it was so she hot. Was bone, she was burned like down to the bone. Yeah, it was pretty. That was pretty grotesque. But I remember uh, in being in line for the Holland Tunnel. I think it was or Lincoln Tunnel. It was one of those you move forward a couple, you know, it's dead yeah. stop traffic. I moved forward a couple inches too far, like tapped bumpers with the person in front of me. The uh, the guy gets out of the car, and uh, he's not even that angry. We, we both get out of the car, look at the thing. There's zero damage. It was literally like, a, like an inch forward bump, you know? And uh, I go, really sorry about that, buddy. I go, I'm an idiot, you know? And, and he's like, yeah, it's no problem. He goes, there's no damage or anything. And there's cops, that, you know? The, no one calls the cops over. We just, we have it happen. He goes... Sorry, but he goes, he goes, yeah, no big deal. He goes, my chick's just all freaked out. It's her car. He goes, and just like, this is her second accident today. She actually got blindsided earlier. I was like, oh, wow, really? And I'm like, where is that? And he goes, it was a different car. I go, oh, okay. He goes, she's just like frazzled. It's two twice in one day, like her car got hit. So I go over to the, her side of the car. I go, I go, you okay, sweetie? And, blah, blah. and then I, I tried, and this is like, I'm way younger in comedy at this point, so I can't wait to tell people I'm a comedian. I'm a, I'm a comedian. And I give my number. 
I'm like, call me if you guys want to come to a show. It's all me. I'll get you guys like free tickets to to come to a show. And uh, sure enough, man, I gave that number and whatever. And, and I was also, you know, call me also if you see later. There's like a, some scratches and I'll help you. And it just got served legal papers from this lady saying she has nightmares and all these things. And, and, and they were trying to sue me for And eventually just came to it. But it's funny about that stuff is if you call those lawyers sometimes and they're bullshit. Like I think most people kind of just succumb to like, well, what do you yeah. want me to do? And it's like, it's always something I get something that lame. It's like a quick way to pick up a thousand bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, uh, and after a while, I just got that that anger in me. It was just kind of like, well, what? I, they, he backed up and hit me. Well, he and, he's like, and he's like, well, how can you prove that? I go, well, how can you prove anything? There was no cop. There's no police report. You're just being a cunt. And I and and then they, that that lawyer never called back. And they actually told me I was harassing him. <laughs> yeah, he was just staying on him every night. Um, now, did you see this uh, NFL and MIA? Now she did the halftime show a couple years ago, right? Yeah. And yes, yeah, with Madonna. At some point, she gave the finger. Um, personally, I, I know I watched the halftime show. I never remember seeing her give the finger. The NFL is suing her for sixteen million dollars. Sixteen Jesus. million dollars. Now, a, you know it's not worth it. But b, they're just so fucking furious with this chick that they want her to keep paying her lawyer over and over and over while they're going through this. It's disgusting. Is 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 what's going on with the NFL? It does, she wasn't even the headliner. She was just a. She came on for like half a song during the goddamn Super Bowl. Yeah, and no one even remembered. Now, do you remember being, her giving the finger? No, I I had to read about it like later in the evening or the next day. Like, wait, did she? I don't even remember her being. It was like her and somebody else, right? Like two like it was guess, her, stars, Shilo and Madonna. Nicki Madonna Minaj might have been there too. I think it was, but they kind of got off easy for this because. Previously in her career, she released like some weird video slash short film of like redheads just getting rounded up and murdered. So I mean, this is pretty tame for her just flipping the bird, and it barely even happened. But why is the NFL be able to even attempt this? This is you know we're going back to that. They're just pissed at her. They're they're not hurt for sixteen million dollars. They're just so mad at her that she did not stay, you know, color in between the lines, that they're attempting to hurt her. No, it's an assassination attempt, really, because, I mean, I doubt MIA is $16 million banked up. I mean, I know she, she said... Well, one of their own players wouldn't even get fined $16 million for flipping the bird at a ref That happens all game. the time. I've yeah. seen uh, Ditka did it before, and different coaches have done it. And first of all, how are we even saying that... You're saying flipping the bird, but it's literally just one of your fingers. I mean, it's no dumber than if I was to say, take a look at my ankle, pal. You know, I pull my pant leg off. Yeah, it's what you, it's what yeah. you personally assign to it. We, I mean, we know it commonly is assigned to that giving the middle finger, but I mean, like, you're right. If you're going on a technicality, it's how, nothing. How can you You've ever, done nothing. Your yeah. middle finger's there the whole time. Yes, your middle finger's there right now. <laughs> well, it's the I same can... thing we have deemed it. We, like, it would be, like, you could see them suing more if a guy, if she pulled, like, you know, or a guy pulled his dick out on the halftime show. You could see that person getting sued, I'm sure, more. And that's that really, just, it's an appendage also. It's, it's what you assign to it. Um, it's and, true. It doesn't make any... Uh, sense at all. David, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ron and Fez. I think the NFL's doing this sort of a preventative measure to keep other people from doing it in the future. No, I totally I, I get think... that, but here's the thing. You can't use the courts for that purpose. You know what I mean? Well, the NFL like, can, and I think... No, they can't. I'm trying to fucking tell you that the courts 
could turn around. I'd have to talk to a lawyer about it, but a court would have to turn around and say, this is not what the court system in this country is used for, so that you can scare future hip-hop artists who don't listen to your dumb rules. It doesn't make any sense. And Fez had the best line. There's already a history of people who have said fuck or put up their middle finger, and the NFL did not feel the need to fine them $16 million. Wasn't there, but isn't there now going to be fines for the N-word and stuff? Um, you know, the interesting thing about fining is, why can you even do that? You know, like, what is it in their... Con- we don't private have... Private company, though, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, we have a rule. private company, and there's no such thing as, you know, Fez had an off day, I'm going to fine you. Th-. He'd be like, what? Like, why am I being yeah, fined? You, you challenge it, which I'm sure she will. Marshawn Lynch and Brandon Marshall last season got, you know, like $50,000 in fines without wearing pink shoes. For not wearing the correct cleats, that's that's a uh, fifty grand. But you, but you agree to like you know you sign a contract. You're agreeing this these you know these these clauses. I guess you know you have to you have to agree you're going to go with the team's uniform. You, I mean, it's almost saying why would you be fine like if you went out and just decided to play in a t-shirt. I have no you know problem I mean? with it. I no, have love no it. problem at yeah, all. Yeah, no. The spectator, the, the viewer at home, in fact, someone jot that down. Not a bad idea. <laughs> Who's the dude with the t-shirt? Because he can fucking move. Sick. Who's that Australian playing with no no helmet, a t-shirt? I like the idea they're going to go back to leather helmets because they think the players are going to hit less hard. I'm like, yeah, let's do that for one season. And just so there's going to be 15 Broken decks. Decks. Yeah. The, the problem that we have in professional football is they've gotten too good at it. It used to be a sport where you played three months out of the year, and then the rest of the year you either worked on a loading dock or, you know. Uh, but now it's year-round, year-round, and they figured out food. You know, guys used to just eat whatever they ate and then go to the game. Now linemen are incredibly fast. The game's too and good. Jacked. Yeah, they're not yeah. like fat guys so much well, anymore. Bo Jackson, they were asking him the other day about Wilson playing two sports. He goes, it can't be done. And he goes, uh, you know, when I played, we did not have the emphasis on, you know, all the thing it took to prepare. Now these guys have been preparing for any one sport since they were like four. And it's 12 months out of the year and it's constant. He goes, the, the talent pool is just too high. You, if you played both sports, you'd probably end up riding the pine in both sports. We you get a, we get a win here, Fez? Big upset? Daytona? Uh, yep. Dayton, Dayton? Dayton Flyers knock off Ohio State. Upset special. That's not, so that's not good. Three seed? That's not good in my bracket. Dayton was an 11 seed. Ohio State was uh, six seed. Six seed. Guess who had Dayton? Yep. Hanoi Shelby. No one's going to be able to stop you now. No. Nope. You're on your way to a giant victory. Billion dollars. Sick. It makes me sick. Billion if, dollars. If that fucking happened. Now, why did you pick Dayton? Just felt it. <laughs> felt good. And look at the white guy dancing with everybody. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's seriously he's part of that. But uh, you like how the actual the black guys did edge him out so yeah. he walked away. He, he was trying to do their dance with him. He, the, yeah, he's just the background now feeling yeah. sad. And now he's like, uh, I really got to go and check on my. That's shit. that's what makes me uh, like not thinking that's cool in any way anymore. Is uh, how I know that's age. That's signs of age, right? When they go in the locker room now, or even on the sideline, a guy scores a touchdown and they do like a super complicated, like you know, like. Two slaps on the front of the hand, two on the back, and then a snap, and, mm. and they jump and hit each other in the shoulders kind of thing. I'm like, 
too much for what like why just stop it but i used to think that was like uh me and my friends be like when we score in neighborhood football right we gotta have some kind of a cool but not i wouldn't even waste my time anymore the uh i know i would stop all celebration in every sport if the guy even smiled because they were winning i'd fucking find him (laughs) basketball nailed that with the river dance that was probably the best one Don Wiki Wicklin has hooked up our listeners with some tickets to the Chelsea Handler tour. That's going to be, uh, we have tickets, pairs of tickets for her show in San Francisco uh, tomorrow night, the 21st, at the Davies Symphony Hall. And tickets for listeners at the uh, in Phoenix at the Comerica Theater for Saturday, March 22nd. So if you want to give us a call, if you live in either one of those areas, Phoenix or San Francisco, and can head out to the Chelsea Handler Uganda Be Kidding Me Tour, we'll hook you up with some tickets. Approximate retail value, $200. Transportation nice. to the show is not included. Why not? I need somebody to pick my ass up. I want to go to the show. It's called Uber. All right, so give me the two cities again if you live close to either one of these cities. San Francisco, California. It's Chelsea Handler at the Davies Symphony Hall tomorrow night, March 21st. Or Phoenix, Arizona at the Comerica Theater on Saturday, March 22nd. Yeah, just give us a call. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Or you can tweet us or Twitter blast us. So we will hook you up with some tickets for those shows. Ron and Fez. SXM. There we go. That's our Twitter. I got to go there one day. I want to see what it is. It's great egg pictures up there today. What all the hubbub's about? Yeah, I want to see what all the hubbub's. I'm going to tweet with people. <laughs> well, it's called the Twitterverse. It's the universe of Twitter. Is there a multi-Twitterverse? There's just one Twitterverse. And now it can help you open your hearts and minds to Chelsea Handler comedy. She's uh, doing a big tour, huh? Yeah. This is the You Gotta Be Kidding Me tour to go along with their new book. That should be You Gotta Be Kidding Me. It you should give them be. a call, let them know. <laughs> it should be You Got To Be Kidding Me. That's an embarrassing typo up on the marquee. So what is she, is $200 value? $200 value for the for a pair of these tickets. Wow. I'd be willing to let them go for 40 50 bucks if you give us a call. <laughs> 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We have two pairs for the Phoenix show and two pairs for the San Francisco show. Um, did she come in here? What's that? Did she come in here? I think she did O and A and and Howard one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then her is her TV show on this network. Yeah, yeah. it is. They She's on it night. Dog. Is it just the TV show or is she doing? It's just a TV show. Yeah. Uh, here's Chris in Phoenix. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, Ronnie? I'll take those tickets. I'll give you the forty bucks April first in New York if you want. Um. That's a deal. Take it. Take it. Uh, all right. Now they're telling me I can't take your money uh, at all. All right. So that's the Phoenix. Phoenix. is. There's only one pair. We got two pairs. Two pair for Phoenix. Two pair for San Fran. All right. So you're a lucky winner, my friend. Lucky winner, Chris and play Phoenix. Play that music for me. Play that music. Yeah, play the winner music. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right but, oh, we got to answer a trivia question. Who's okay. performing that night? Chelsea Handler. Boom. You got it. All right, all right, all right. Get that. Here's uh, Jarrett in uh, Phoenix. Do you have an answer to our trivia question? Who is performing on the Chelsea Handler tour? Going once, twice. Sorry. Didn't make it. Didn't make it. I understand. It's a tough question. (laughs) Step up his trivia game. 
He was trying to Google it. Google, is that still around? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Still Good. going strong, apparently. Good. All Bigger right. than ever. How's Ask Jeeves going? That's what I always oh, use. I always ask Jeeves. Oh. Or Clippy. Remember yeah. Clippy? <laughs> Clippy was very popular. Very popular. Very, very popular. Uh, but see, the important thing about um, all this stuff, and you got to get somebody on your phones, Chris, uh, that instead of just saying, hold on, putting up the other things, there you go. Um, but not everything lasts. Not everything lasts. A lot of companies get in big, big trouble very, very quickly. Well, that was the problem with all the dot-com stuff, right? They came out of the gates yeah. humongous, and they would just go. I remember people having those jobs. It sounded, and it was always a, it was such a funny job to have because people would go, it's great, I got this job. It's paying me like $1,500 a week, but it's great. We go and we work for like an hour. There's eight pinball machines in there. Yeah. The, <laughs> the boss is skateboarding around. He taught us all how to juggle, and then we eat pizza. And then uh, uh, yeah, we know it's like I gotta find a new place to live, man. That place folded completely. And you're like, but even the Asian guys, the Latin guys, because the, they would have these real UN like young, healthy UN looking staffs. Um, that's the but they don't last these days. When I heard Sabaros is in trouble, I couldn't believe it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Even if you've eaten there? No, oh, yeah. But I mean, it's been around forever. It has been around forever. It was always a. Uh, that's quintessential mall and airport food. Yeah. yeah I can't everywhere. believe. I can't believe anybody's ever walked in that one in Times Square. I can't believe it. That blows my mind. Tourist familiarity, maybe. Yeah, they do that. I mean, they're all excited about the Olive Garden over there. They're like, look at the size of the Olive Garden. You know, Garden. but you said you're not like. I'm. I'm trying to force myself to be better at this. And like when I was in Austin, uh, we were there. Last week, we tried, uh, I definitely tried to go to a few places, like, you know, I like to go to the local right. barbecue places and stuff down there, but I'm, but I generally, like, where I get happiest, like, if I'm in Sacramento or wherever in this country, uh, and I see there's, like, you know, a walkable distance, like, TGI Fridays or something, I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, at least, I just know, I know the menu. That makes me sad. Yeah, I know. I know you're a person who really is like. I want to try you your. Do. You can email me anytime. I'm Ron and Fez at AOL. I don't care where you are in the world. I'll find you good local food. Yeah. I'll be able to do it in seconds. <laughs> you just like yeah. You just. I'll love. ask Jeeves. I will ask Jeeves <laughs> to help me with that. But I think it's. I think once you go to the TGA Fridays, you uh, give up the the whole thing. But it's unless I hear about the, unless the thing is like. It's got to really be in my wheelhouse of things I would eat. So when I go to Chicago, it's like, oh, you got to have the Italian beef and the uh, you know the crazy hot dog with all the right. shit on it. I'm like, well, yeah, I'll eat those two things. But if it's something that's like, no, you got to try it. It's uh, the way they grill the ribeyes. This place is just I'll, like, I'll find I'm like, you comfort ah, food. Right. You don't have to. You're not going to go off too far. I'll find you fun, fun comfort food. Allison in Phoenix, how you doing? Oh, good. Thanks. What can we do for you, sweetie? I would love the ticket uh, to see Chelsea Handler in March um, in Phoenix. And who's who's going to be performing at that show? I believe Chelsea Handler. Another lucky winner, Fez. All right, all right, all right. You're a big, big winner, Allison. Although you got to find your own way back and forth to the show. You want a pair of tickets to Chelsea Handler on her You Gotta Be Kidding Me tour at the Comerica Theater in Phoenix that Saturday, this Saturday, March 22nd. Approximate retail value is $200, transportation not included. Where do they get the name Comerica from? Like Kramerica? I would imagine they got it from Seinfeld. Yeah. 
Hey, uh, little, uh, our little producer who's been so down lately, Shelby, I don't know what has been, um, the other day it looked like he couldn't move. Who was hammering him? Who was talking about his lips so long? Well, it was Don Jameson and Gino Visconti. Where he actually looked like he was just having a breakdown, like he'd, like his soul had left him. Give me something you want to talk about. Gino can get aggressive. Yeah, he was. He was very aggressive with him. Where it looked like Shelby thought he was going to be raped, for real. Two 40-year-old curmudgeons yelling yeah. at poor Shelby? Yeah. Yelling at him about what they wanted to do to his lips. But Shelby, what do you want to talk about today? Well, there's a... Uh Arizona Diamondbacks. I think we're all familiar with the franchise. Well, we just gave away tickets to Phoenix. But hold on for one second. Here's Mike from San Francisco. Mike, what can we do for you, buddy? Hey, what's up, buddy? I'm calling for the uh, Chelsea Handler tickets. Uh, do you know who will be headlining that night? I believe Chelsea Handler will be headlining. Uh, all right, all right, all right. It's that simple. Eric, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, what's going on, buddies? Hey, yeah. look, sorry to clog the lines. I'm only in Atlanta. I'm not in either one of those cities, but Fez, you got to tighten up, man. It's San Francisco. It's not San Francisco, and it's Uganda. Be kidding me. It's not you got to be kidding me. The name of the book is You Gone to Be Kidding Me. That's what I, I said. Love you, buddies. I'm out. You're a prissy little thing, what aren't was, you? Was he, were you saying San Francisco? I'm sure I was saying San Francisco. That Atlanta or San dude. Fran. Yeah. That Atlanta dude has an automatic information about. Chelsea Handler corrections. He uh, is like a school teacher. He sounds like a school teacher. <laughs> teaching a bunch Grammar of Grammar police. Teaching a bunch of Asian kids in bags. That's so sweet. I just loved I love fresh Asian. I can't I'm not gonna lie to you about it. So anyway, Shelby, what were you gonna tell us? The Arizona Shelby, before you get into that, let me just quickly go to this right. person, Jessup. Hey Jessup, You're what's going come, on? Hope come back to me. Hey buddy. Yeah. Calling for the Chelsea Handler ticket. Uh, where are you calling from? San Francisco. And who's going to be the headliner of that show? Uh, Chelsea. No, no, Handler. Oh, got it. That was close. All right, all right, all right. All right, hold on, Jessup. You've won a pair of tickets to Chelsea Handler on her Uganda Be Kidding Me tour. That's you have to be kidding me tour. <laughs> at the Davies <laughs> Symphony Hall in San Francisco. Good, Fuzzy. Now, that show is tomorrow night. The Phoenix show is Saturday. The San Francisco show is Friday, March 21st. Approximate retail value is $200. Transportation not included. $200 for each pair? Yeah, $200 a pair. So we gave out four pairs? Yes. You know what? There's a lot of love coming from this show today. Absolutely. It's really rained down from Wiki. So anyway, uh, what were you going to tell us, Shelby? Well, I've got something, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're doing something that really burns my rump here. <laughs> burns your I really rump. hope we can uh, get to it. It's, uh, they got a new You can just hold that for dog. a second. Uh, I just wanted to interrupt this you. This is the last time I'm in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and do it. They got a corn dog there. They got a new corn dog there. It's a, a $25 corn dog. It's filled with, like, bacon, jalapeno, cheese, but it's 25 bucks. I mean... I think they're like really pandering to the elite of Arizona here, and they what are they going to do next? Like just be giving out diamonds in they their the corn dogs? I will. I mean, just tie that in with the team. I mean, if they they should really like kind of lower the price or just like you know. But play they still to the, have cheap corn dogs for people, right? Yeah, for like fifteen dollars, probably you go along with your fifty dollar beer. Do you buy into the? Do you, do you will you try like the ridiculously? Uh, 
inexplicably expensive thing. I know, like, uh, a tavern down by the Comedy Cellar. I don't know if I'm allowed to say the name or not, but they have, like, I, everyone describes the burger as a $16 cheeseburger. And it's like, oh, but it's really great. And it's like, I'll never find out because I think it's obnoxious. What is it made uh, out of ostrich? Dude, you could uh, take your elevator down here, and it's a $16 cheeseburger in the Irish pubs in this fucking neighborhood. I don't give a shit where you are. They've gotten crazy with what they charge uh, in, you know, in Midtown. But, uh, you know, it's up to you. If you want to fall for the Kobe burger gimmick and it makes you feel better. I remember years ago, I was reading this thing and they said people will buy Haagen-Dazs because they feel like they're splurging and it's just a couple extra bucks more instead of like going to Tahiti. So you, some people feel better by going... Look at us. We just spent $25 on a fucking hot dog. The same way that people go to Vegas and pretend that they're rich. I'm always, much, I'm always much more into, uh, you know, it's like, uh, for $3, there's this little hole-in-the-wall place that f- they give you right. a, ba- a basket of fries cooked in bacon grease. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I will go a little out of my way to even check that out. Rather than go next door for a sixteen dollar burger, but it is like you know I don't have a problem that they have it if somebody wants to pay for it. What's going on? Get Mike's information for the San Francisco Chelsea Handler tickets, Shelb. Where's uh, Hicks? I sent him over there. Yeah, we're grabbing his info. But w- what happened with Hicks? I don't know because there's four people over there and Mike can't get his tickets. No. Were they saying something in your ear? Is that how you knew that? They Yeah, they kept asking. I mean, everybody knew we had two pair of tickets to each show, and then they kept asking, do we have more? No. No, we don't. But why are you mad at them for that? They should be paying better attention? Well, they shouldn't be asking me questions in my headset that uh, they know the answers to, and then Mike <laughs> needs to be taken care of. But here's the thing, Fez. You don't make mistakes. I get that. But some other people do. Particularly Shelby's just learning. Shelby, are you okay? Yeah, just uh, just having trouble uh, how many cities we're giving away. Two cities. <laughs> Two? That's all. <laughs> Two cities. Eight tickets. All right, here's the thing about Shelby. He can't do anything but be a wise-ass. It's the only thing that he's really good at is, like, if someone else makes a mistake, he'll make them feel worse. (laughs) But if he has to do the slightest bit of work himself, boom, he's confused. Still a lot going on. Phone numbers getting written down. Addresses flying. I sent him down for some water one day, and he came back with an empty cup going like this. Now, is it two hydrogen or two oxygen? Because they don't want to mess it up. I came in here, and he was on the phones freaking out. I had to fucking drag him off. Why was he on the phones? The interns are too stupid? Vito had to go get his uh, intern evaluation, because they apparently do it at 2.30 p.m. Okay, here's his intern evaluation. He blows. I can already do that for him without him doing anything else. That's what he I wrote. He stinks, and he gets an F. Who's the uh, Who's the really pretty intern here? Not Shelby, the other one. Um, that is Norice. You no, never met her. Now, no, is send her in. Is uh, Is Hicks nervous around her? I don't. Is he think afraid so. she's going to point a rapey finger at him? You're not nervous around her, are you? No, not at all. I'm her intern mentor. I would be more likely to believe that you raped her than you did a little kid. I'm not raping anyone. <laughs> but he's more worried that a little kid is going to point a rape finger more than uh, more than the intern. Hi. Yeah. Can't now, come back from a rape Here's time. a very weird story that we're having going on here right now. Fez had a dream about Handsome Johnny and making out with Handsome Johnny. Yeah. 
Handsome Johnny I caught pursuing Norris the other day. And then he got Pursuing? Mad at me. Yeah. Really going and for he it. He called me a cock blocker for uh, stopping it. I go like this. A, she's an intern. B, this is a safe zone, okay? She has to feel completely safe in here, not being hit on. But look at at this weird little soap opera we are where there's a love triangle right now. No one can get anyone. Je, uh, Fez wants Johnny. Johnny <laughs> wants Norris. Norris is off the market. I want you guys to consider her under glass. But this would help me, Norris. You wear actual pants and not those things that you have on today. I do wear actual pants. What are those things called? Leggings. No good. I can't have her in here like that. It's too tight. Jeans it is. You want to dress like a, like a sister wife? Like a Mormon sister wife? I would wife? love a sister wife <laughs> thing for you. Because I'm supposed to be protecting you while you're here. Yeah. Do you now, does that mean... Could Shelby ask her out? No, nah, well, he's, produ- he's producer now. Yeah. He didn't turn anymore. But if, uh, could another if could, she Vito, could to, Vito ask her? If she wanted to ask Vito, I would say to them, "Look, here is for work. If you guys want to socialize after, that's your age group." Shelby, no, because he's basically her boss. He's I, employee now. Yeah. So yeah. Even if two employees, I didn't know that here. But if Shelby and Chris wanted to start dating again. Yeah. <laughs> again. Um, Pick it back up where they left off. They would have to go to HR, put in the thing to say, we're thinking about dating. We're fucking each other. But instead <laughs> you, you have to declare your love. But instead you just instead you just said no and made Shelby stop wearing stretch pants. I told him no more stretch pants. <laughs> they were still loose. Now to clarify I'm not allowed to date interns from other shows, or what's the policy on that? Now, can Don Jameson and Gina Bisconti fuck Shelby if they want? Yes, because they're all adults okay. together. I'm That's trying, encouraged. I'm trying. To, I don't know I'm if just it's encouraged, trying to see. but we allow different lifestyles to take place. Now, here's the other day. So, uh, this on the last on mass that we did with Todd Barry, instead of having him on the green room, you had him on the other side of the building, and. Chris goes, you have to go get him. I go, I'm doing a show. Why would I go to the other side of the building and bring him back? And Chris said like this, I don't know, man. I don't know. (laughs) So I have to head over, and he tells me that she's keeping an eye on him, is ready to bring him. I come down the hall. She's hugging someone, a tall, thin uh, gentleman. He's my friend. He's not your friend. You're working, not hug time. <laughs> How many times do we tell you? Drugs, not hugs. I was like, He's damn it, Ron friend. saw me. Yes. <laughs> he was leaving, so I was like, oh, bye. And I was bye. And a hug. And I'll say, ah, Ron. Is he an intern or does he work here? I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't know who you were hugging? He's with DJ Who Kid. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> tell you? And it starts. Yeah. DJ Who Kid has left children all over this planet. How long was that hug? 35 seconds, you're pregnant. <laughs> That's how long it takes to get pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did, how did uh, Handsome Johnny take the... Very well. The festival, he took it well? Yeah, he took it well. He that said, can go weird. Remember Jenny Jones, man? That guy oh, was yeah. like, I have a crush on you, and then that guy killed the other guy. That was crazy. Yeah, and I don't blame him. Because um, it turned out to be very, you know what I mean? Because he looked that. gay to me. He looked yeah. gay. But uh, Johnny said it was the second time that Fez has done this dream thing. He goes, he goes, uh, were you guys playing a replay today? And I go, no. He goes, yeah, Fez is back into the same stuff. He goes, uh, 
that he heard him do the thing and then he said he turned it off when you were reading about the seven things you can do and the three that you can't. So did you know that he had done a, a dream about Johnny? I don't remember him having an, another... I know he's dreamt about people on O&A. Yeah. So How, Johnny, and I had a one from one of the departments upstairs. Now, see, the How other... How is Johnny? Uh, well, Johnny is under Fez's half plus seven, the rule of thumb that you need to date people without looking weird. Half your age plus seven. So when you're seven years old, you can only date someone who's ten. Is he is he is he inappropriately old to be hitting on Norice? Who Fez? No, Handsome Johnny. Oh no, but Handsome Johnny is an employee, and Norice is a uh, an intern, and we have to take care of them. They're you know. But I'm saying we were talking about earlier, where it's like how no, young. No, I think could in real life they could date. It's fine. In real life, they could date. She's above his half plus seven. Is he really handsome? Yeah, he's handsome, Johnny. Handsome Johnny. Yeah. I know, but that could be a, you know. No. You guys told, you guys told me a, you guys told me a Hollywood writer was coming in here one day, and then AJ Dynamite weirded his way through a, an hour. Yeah, he's not a writer. <laughs> you never quite got over that, did you? I just you never know. quite got over AJ Dynamite. The look on Jay's face or some that fucking. Head. It was just you know it made me stare. feel super stupid, and to none of your guys doing, but for me because way too deep into it, I was like, oh my, I go, there's no way this guy wrote a Don Knotts biopic. <laughs> And you know my instincts were, why would they make that movie? But I don't know. Maybe Don Knotts had a weird, like, Bob Crane side to him, where he had some kind of weird, you know, homemade porn collection or something. Well, he said it was picked up by the Weinstein Company. He did. Uh, <laughs> he did say that. And then he pulled a very large keyboard out of a laundry sack. So, By the way, Wiki wrote to us that he loves the show today and he can't stop laughing. That's because we gave out his tickets. Yes. <laughs> and he's been waiting a whole goddamn show for Fez to remember. And thank God you did, Fez. That's good. Uh, all right. Now, here's the thing um, about the handsome Johnny thing. Fez, what is it about you and straight boys? He's uh, never going to be with you. No. Now, Norris has never been with, you said, a white guy. That's correct. Could you see yourself... Once you are done here, <laughs> dating a Hampson Johnny type, or is he too know. white? He looks like he's too white. I don't know. I don't Whoa. talk to him. You? I would have to talk to him. I would have to. No, well, you can't do that while you're an intern. Yeah, like after. We're talking about after, right? There's a guy in Jersey <laughs> that did to me the perfect crime. Um, he stole a half, almost a half a million dollars in quarters, just a little bit at a, at a time. He filled up his pockets every day for 25 months. He, would, he worked at some place where, I guess, they dump out the parking meters, and he got a half a million dollars in fucking quarters. That is awesome. He's the jerseyest jersey guy of all time. <laughs> 25 months, bam, you got it. You're good to go. No more Well, work. what's really funny is he bought a car with quarters. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> how, much, how many quarters for the Lamborghini? <laughs> I wonder, I wonder if a show like this would make her like white guys less when it's all over <laughs> or open your heart more to white she guys. Said you do like white guys. You say they don't like you. Yeah, that's true. Really? So yeah. you go for black dudes, Latino guys? Dominicans, yeah. Which is basically black Latino. Guys. Yeah, they, yeah. They, Dominicans, you, even, you wouldn't even date a Puerto Rican. Maybe. You like going on a date with a guy to get some shaved ice while he wears a tank top that's half mesh and half not mesh. I hear you. I hear you. 
Handsome Johnny has two tattoos. One said, one just says, that's right, it's Handsome Johnny. And the other one, he has really? on, yeah, it just says, that's right, it's Handsome Johnny. And on his other arm, it says, shake the hand that shook the world. And he goes around just meeting people. He's a very confident young man. Yes. Now, if Handsome Johnny started dating Norris, would you be jealous? There would be, you know, even though I have no real life connection to Handsome Johnny. I would still be jealous. Cat fight. Yeah. I mean, look at that Norris. What's so special about her? Scratch her face off, Do you really think that you're as attractive as Norris? <laughs> no, I don't, but that wouldn't stop the jealousy of envying her. She could grow wanna... a big fucking fez mustache and still be cuter than you. Can we have I'd like a... to see her try. Can we have a stretch pants model off? Fez yeah. versus Norris? I'll be a judge. Me, handsome would you Johnny. Wear your sa- same pants? Did she wears? Yeah, I would do that. You see my calves? They're fantastic. I bet your calves are fantastic. I want to do judges me, handsome Johnny, and I don't know. Pick a Dominican guy. <laughs> go, over and rock the, go over and rock the uh, uh, calves over here. Okay. Where I can see them. Show it off. I never heard someone brag about their calves before. Oh, I'll brag about my calves in a second. Yeah. It's the only thing I got going on. Let's see. Well, right, Fez, has, Fez has a high calf like me. Well, here's the thing. Fantastic. A, the left calf is bigger than the right calf. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the one he jerks Wait. off with. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing, Fez, is keep it up. It's just look like white old man skin. You got a varicose vein thing going. All right. I want a calf off. Put your calves up against his. Mine? Yeah. I got the same thing. I got super high calves. Look at those things, huh? They are high. Yeah, I have really high calves. Oh, his destroy yours, Fez. Oh, no way. Yeah, look at that. His looks like a turkey leg. <laughs> That's ink. Yeah, no, Delicious. no, right up here. Look look at it where it pops out. He's almost got an ass there on the high calf. <laughs> now, Hicks, let me take a look at your calf. There's no tone whatsoever on my body. <laughs> oh, no, just put it away. Seriously. Seriously. You know what that... Your calf looks like, oh, a seal died. You know what I mean? Like, like you're walking down the beach. Hicks has the calves of the girl at work who gets excited about cake. <laughs> it's a cake day. You know, we got to do something for Fez. It's Fez's day. Don't forget. We're going to have a cake. It's Fez's day. Don't forget. We're going to have a cake for him. Here's the cake, Fez. Slice it. Cut the cake, Fez. You're always on the party committee. Yes. Let's cut it. You're on the planning committee again. Now, I would ask to see Norris's uh, calf. But Inappropriate. No. No, this is a safe area. And I am in charge of those calves in the same way if it was her breast. I would not let them come out. Understandable. I wouldn't be able yeah. to anyway, my, my boots. We my could try to boots. see if we I know. What are you in Kiss now? What is those boots about? <laughs> Fucking Detroit Rock City. They're going, they're going to the Hall of Fame. She's excited. <laughs> Kiss is uh, going to the Hall of Fame and they only hit 400 home runs. It really piss- <laughs> it pisses me off that Kiss is in the Hall of Fame and Larry Bow isn't. Because a defensive game is important. Um, did you see who they're trying to get rid of this year? Uh-uh. Oh, you're not. You don't pay attention to. Not the Phillies too much. No, no, no. Rollins. He's benching oh, yeah? Rollins in spring training because he wants Rollins to leave. Rollins is only sixty hits away from being the all-time Philly hit king. That's the leadoff guy. Yeah. 
Rollins is the number one jersey for potheads since last name like Rollins and then Philly for Philly Blondes. <laughs> That's <laughs> I really, swear to God, that is true. so ridiculous. I, swear to I God. despise people who smoke marijuana <laughs> for the, just stupidity. Are you Philly excited? We could do this off here, I guess, for, yeah. for the Eagles at all. I am. I, I'm watching all like, the the. Preseason build up shit is just so great. Preseason, the off season, the off season, the, the off season stuff they're doing, all the moves they're yeah. making. And you, Darren Sproles, yeah, you're uh, losing Vic though. Whatever, whatever. that's <laughs> over now. Now my I Jimmy Fallon said it's defunct. <laughs> I like. I'm hoping that uh, that Vic comes to New York. New York that's uh, he meets with them uh, tomorrow. He's meeting with the Jets. I thought he was supposed to go to the Vikings. I want him to come to New York and fucking hate it here like everybody else. <laughs> I like anyone who goes to the Jets. It's always funny to me. This Eric Decker is going to be my favorite fucking uh, abortion next year. From fucking Peyton to Geno Smith is throwing to him. It's what a fucking joke. And then he had, Decker actually said, hey, my catch has had nothing to do with Peyton. Doesn't matter who's throwing the ball. Psycho. Brilliant. Yeah. And he just had a kid he named Double. It's fucking ridiculous. Double decker. That's no, you know what I mean? But you finished third right now in the calf contest. What? Two, two, yeah. dug, two dead seal calves. <laughs> Bring in you know, Shelby's. Soft, I don't want to soft, be last. Soft calves. By the way, the uh, you're frighteningly white. Dude, I'm, I, I have a vitamin D deficiency. That's what my doctor told me. I, like, I don't go in the light. I don't go in the light. Well, I like being in the dark. Well, how about when you, you took that island vacation and he just burnt? He actually peeled his skin off like an African zebra and hung it in the yard for a while to dry out. It was hideous what a little sun can do to you. And Davey Mack is even worse. I went out, got a burger with Davey Mack, walked back. We were going like a half a block each way. We get back here. I'm like, what's wrong with you? He goes, the sun. He was all <laughs> broken out. It's wow. It was just from being five minutes in the sun. That's it's that fucking redhead shit. Just a transparent shit. ginger. Yeah. Yeah, it's freaky. Where your people, uh, Nor'easter Brown. The sun people. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You couldn't burn if you want to, would you? Yeah. You could burn? I bur Like burn? Like my skin? Yeah. Yeah. I bet you couldn't burn if I took this lighter to you. You burn easy, Hicks? Yeah. yeah he burns is that why you hide those voluptuous calves from the world? <laughs> That's the first time you calves have been out. This white skin's a curse sometimes. He, in the shower, he has a big beach umbrella. <laughs> By the way, if you have a beach umbrella, stay home. Just stay in your house and watch TV. I would never sit under a beach umbrella. It's horrible, man. I wouldn't have that on the sun if I was there. And a lot of times I just refuse to use sunscreen because every time I think like it's probably not going to be that bad this time, and then I get hammered, and then it's just it just it's you, terrible. Do you know it's that pain. every story you have has drunk involved in it? <laughs> and then I get drunk, say. and before you know it, yeah. and then something bad happened. I was going to be a calf model, and then I got hammered <laughs> one summer. And you want to take those ass calves out on fucking tour right now? Right. You That's why I, I wear shorts the second it's sort of warm enough to wear shorts. The entire. I went to Austin and L.A., and both of them were a little chilly still, and I yeah. wore shorts every day. You wear gym shorts? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wear jean shorts like a normal fat kid. The only, the only, <laughs> I wear the, long jean shorts like a fat kid. The only shorts I wear are my orange hooter shorts. I wear them in, <laughs> with nylons. And it's a really tight look. But nude but that's color, just right? At work, right? Mm. Well, yeah, because I have, hey, you guys doing okay? <laughs> 
You know, I went to we went to a, a Hooters in Austin. Uh, Texas actually one day for lunch and it was the first Hooters I've gone to where I usually go in there and I go I hate the staff there I hate cause I actually yeah. like the like the wings and stuff there a lot but uh, I'm actually annoyed by like you know they come and sit down at the table like hey cuties like right. the whole thing of that that was the first place I was almost willing to fall for because they all looked like like zero waste big titted yeah, fat ass porn star. No, for the yeah, first, they're, but, uh, the only place I've ever college gone. College girls, they're Longhorn college girls, right? It must be, I guess, because it's any other Hooters I've ever gone to. It's just like one know, girl's dude? pregnant. <laughs> yeah. What's up? You're all fucking hung over myself. <laughs> <laughs> she's like side mouth burping while she's taking my order. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Big J Okerson at the stand tonight, in New York City, recording his brand new comedy CD. Two shows tonight, 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. Then next Thursday, it's the Ravel Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, where Big J's going to be headlining. And we're going to do uh, shut this one down, because we're a little late today. So. A little bit late. Also, uh, Todd Berry Unmasked that premieres this Saturday night right here on Raw Dog, 8 p.m. Eastern, with replays at 3 p.m. and 9 p.m. on Sunday. Good to see you, dude. Hope you stop back again soon. Every time I can. All right, Ben. That's it. See you guys back in here tomorrow. And that's the end of my show. Donk. You know what you've been doing? You've been listening to the Ron and Fez show. It's now over, but don't worry. You can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand.